Oi, you lot. You listen to Garage Hammer. Episode 329C. That's right. C. A three-part episode. You all are listening to these manlings for like seven or eight hours to talk about the old world. I get it. I miss the old world too. But that's a lot of time to listen to these two idiots. Shut up! I'm listening to me show. Welcome to Garage You Tools for the next uh, two, two and a half, three, whatever hours. We're going to do our best to keep you informed and entertained and have some laughs along the way. Bringing you universal rules, magic lores, characters, and weapons of war. I'm Dave Whitek. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Chris. Yo, hey, what's up? Uh, uh, We're back. We're back. Big rule book. That's what's up. Uh, finally, third third episode, we will finish the big rule book. Yeah. Then we just have the Brett book, the Tomb King book, uh, forces of uh, forces of fantasy, ravening hordes, and uh, whatever else. They whatever else, I guess. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. So three twenty nine C C is in part three. Uh-huh. Uh, real quick, before we jump in, uh, this will be the only bit of, uh, you know, sort of commercial anything going on since this is also technically part of one really long episode. But I still want to thank uh, Chaos Orc Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and Grognards, as well as our Patreon sponsors, Associate Producer Jake C., James Brown, Old Man Yeti, Executive Producer Scotty Milne, George Stradon, and Sir, Sir Killsteak. Uh, and of course... You can always leave a voicemail at one seven five seven GH show six. Let's move on because let's go. <laughs> there is so much to talk about. All right, um, so we're in the last section of the book. We finished the lore. We finished the basic rules. Now we're on advanced rules. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now uh, there are different types of advanced rules, and there is a rule priority. And uh, so that is there's unique special rules. Army special rules, universal special rules, and then like rules about your troop type. Okay. Yeah. Unique trumps all of it. Yeah. Unique special rules. If you've got a unique special rule that takes presence over your army rules, the universe, everything. After that, you have your army special rules. Your army special rules trump the universal special rules or rules about a model's troop type. So that's basically the like the three levels of of this as far as these special rules go. Um, I have taken the liberty, if you don't mind. Uh, I know Chris. Uh, yeah, I went Eight. through all of them. <laughs> yeah, and I, I broke them Am- into categories: ambushers through warp spawn. Yeah, it's like A 80, through Z. Eighty some of them, I think. Not quite. Yeah, it's crazy. A through W. A through W. <laughs> I, you know what? Why didn't they make a rule that started with a Z? I mean, I if you're know. putting a list this long together, right? come on now. Uh, could have been like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I, I took the liberty of breaking them into, into like categories. Yeah. Now, this was just what I, where I kind of thought they went when I was reading it and I was just making up categories on the fly. Um, so if you don't agree with me that they belong in a certain category, forgive me. I just didn't want to read 80 some rules just one after another willy-nilly yeah. that have no connection at least now like we're going to talk about the deployment ones first and then the ones i called formation or unit ones and then movement and then shooting and then psychology rules combat rules special rules for weapons and then one i just labeled question mark because i didn't know where those ones should go like 
you know, it's like and the rest. So yeah, brilliant. At, at least this way, uh, I'll name it. Give you a second to go find it. Uh, I try to keep them in alphabetical order, <laughs> so at least huh. we can go alphabetically in by section. But our first one, the deployment rules is ambushers. This is different than AOS. <laughs> yeah. So these guys can be set up in ambush, which means at the start of turn two, roll a D6 during your start of turn subphase, and on a four-up, they show up. Yeah. Any edge of the battlefield, but not within eight inches of an enemy model. Uh, if, if you can't roll a four-up by round five, they just show up right at the end. And they, yeah. Arrive automatically. I'm just, I, so this will probably be one of the ones that gets based on the unit. Like gutter runners will get like plus two to this roll or something, or they have a warp grinder. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a four up miners, if you got a guy with one of the drills, you come out on a two plus. Yeah, exactly. I remember that rule. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's uh, detachments and regimental units. Mm-hmm. And those are special rules. Now, those are on a completely separate page. I'm going to jump ahead to that real quick. Basically, and I'm not going to, I don't want to go through all of these rules. It's basically, it's, almost, it's, it's about a page. It's two pages, but half of it is a picture of Tomb King skeletons. But basically, if you have a regimental unit, you can add mm-hmm. detachments. They can be up to half the number of models of the regimental unit. The old Empire had this. Yeah. Yeah, this is totally different. This is now... And so if you have the detachment rule, you can just add it. It doesn't have to be a spe- anyone with the detachment rule can go on to a regimental unit. That's cool. Um, they do have cool um, they do have cool special rules. Um, they, um, they, they, can, they can stand and shoot for you with you. They can actually charge yeah, from the side yeah they, there's a counter charge rule they can actually counter charge some of them uh so you charge the unit in the front and these little piddly guys slam you in the flanks but now suddenly you got people on three sides um yeah they can do a supporting fire or a supporting charge they also are affected by the psychology of the regimental unit so if the main unit has frenzy hatred immune to psychology or stubborn so do they they're just little clones that's cool. It is a pretty cool rule. I mm-hmm. think it's pretty neat, and I, and I you know it's going to be in the Empire Army. Oh, I um, would think so. I mean, they had it before. I'm just yeah. wondering if anyone else gets something like that, now that it's just a universal yeah. special I rule. Would, I would think it would be like professional soldiers might have this. Yeah. Or like elves, dwarves, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, scouts, scouts, you deploy them after everybody else deploys. Mm-hmm. So everyone's done. You got any scouts? And then they can be put anywhere on the battlefield just more than 12 inches from the enemy. That's great. Mm-hmm. And that's the, basically the same old rules, right? Yeah. That's what they always were. And the last one's Vanguard. Well, you got Vanguard? I got to get up there again. I'm Page 180. I'm looking at it on my computer. So oh, I got to give you your... We got to meet up so you can get your copy of the book. Yeah. Uh, Vanguard, after deployment, units of the special rule, make a Vanguard move. So you get a free move. Before the game starts, basically, nice. It's cool. Yeah, some 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 units had that before. Like mm-hmm. usually, like little light troops have that, like ungoers and that kind of thing. Guys who are kind of swift and can just jump forward a bit, get a jump yeah. on the battle. Chaos hounds, dire wolves, ungoers, stuff that's really fast. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Excuse me. Okay, so that's deployment. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about. Uh, different formations and things like that in the units. Um, 
Uh, chariot runners. This one's interesting. Yeah, this I don't. This I seems I new. Can't think of, I can't think of any examples of this. Well, because we haven't seen it, and it's probably in the Tomb King stuff, is my I, guess. I I feel like it's probably going to be in the Cathayan stuff. Yeah, but I haven't seen anything from Cathay. I, I, so, I mean, maybe nobody yeah. has it. I don't know, but it would seem weird. That, I, don't, you know. I can't think of what Tomb King thing this would be. Why not? They, they give them a skirmish unit, and then you just have a skirmish unit that they guys can. I mean, that's basically all it is. If you're chariot, you can draw line of sight over or through models that are chariot runners. Yeah. They're guys who are you know in battle, but they they know how to fight when there's this chariot around. Uh, it can move through friendly chariot runners that are in skirmish formation. If the move would result in it ending on top of them, simply nudge the chariot runner aside so they know to get out of the way. So it's like you can use them mm-hmm. as a screen. This is a cool rule because you can use them as a screen. They're skirmishers. Yeah. They can move around and do what they need to do, but then the chariot can just charge from... Right through them. Yeah. You know? Um, they treat friendly chariots that are with an inch of them as part of their unit for coherency. So if you stop on top of them, you can just kind of move them or nudge yep. them around. The, the, the chariot counts for them. So that's yeah, kind of so cool, too. Yeah, so these are going to be like, I guess they're going to be like guys on foot or horses or something. That's what I was assuming. I'm assuming it was, I thought it would yeah. be guys on foot, but, you know, it yeah. seems weird that they call chariot runners, but, you know. Yeah, I don't know. What the, yeah. The, the title seems more weird than the rule, uh, mm-hmm, to be honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What else? Then there's close order, and we uh, we yeah. talked about close order, and that's yep. just basically your, your basic formation. Yeah, so your fighting formation where you get mm-hmm. rank bonus. Yep. Uh, what else? Horde. Yeah. They can increase their maximum rank bonus by one. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty cool. So if it's called a horde, you don't have to be in super... You just, I mean, whatever, and a lot of it said rank bonus top, but max was usually two for infantry. So if you have yeah. a horde of infantry, they can get three rank so bonus. So I would assume this is going to be like, maybe like light, like basic troops that are just like regular type of zombies, men, like, skeletons, like spear, spearmen, yeah. goblins, spearmen. Anything that you like, could have a ton of, yeah, goblins would have horde. I think orc, zombies orc, and skeletons orcs will probably, probably have it. You think human. orcs would have it? Maybe. Yeah, I think orcs would have it. Uh, probably Marauders. Oh, maybe. Uh, who else would have this? Yeah, like uh, I don't know about the elves would have this. Any elf units? Mm. Maybe, maybe elf spearmen. Maybe. Ah, probably not. Because mm. when I think of horde, I think of like flagellants and zombies and just like sort of unruly hordes. Yeah. You know, not just a really large unit, but because mm-hmm. that's you know more disciplined. Uh, open order. We'll talk about open order later. Open order is like close order, only better in every way. Yeah. Um, in open order, you can be going over a fence, and instead of stopping over and being disrupted, you can just be like, nah, I'm not disrupted. Um, they can stop on a lot of terrain and not be disrupted. Um, it's just, it's it's so good. They're easier to move around, but they're not quite as good at fighting. No, yeah, I mean they, yeah, but they can be everywhere, and you're not getting penalized mm-hmm. for all the different things. I just really right. like it. When I was reading the rules, I'm like, this sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, skirmishers, skirmish formation, one eighty four. Yep. So, yeah, skirmish and, formation. Yeah. So you like go ahead. separate out your separate out your guys, and they can. Yeah. They all have to, uh, they all They're have to be within within an inch of another one. Mm-hmm. But they're literally, it's like, it's like playing a skirmish game. These guys don't have to have. Yeah. Now, they have 360-degree line of sight. 
Uh, they can awesome. move in any direction. They don't wheel or turn or any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of the Wood Elf stuff is probably like this. Yeah. War dancers are back. Yeah. Yes. Skirmishers enter the battlefield as reinforcements. It's placed so each model is within an inch of the battlefield edge because they can space out like that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Individual models in the unit of skirmishers block line of sight. Uh, minus one to hit them because they're skirmishy. They're not all ranked up. Yeah. Uh, they have rules for panic and, and combat. I mean, there's like four pages of skirmish rules. I don't want to go through all of it. And then when they finally do charge or they get charged, then they all rank up for the sake of the game. Yeah. Um, but they cannot claim rank bonus. They cannot claim rank bonus, no. Yeah. But so uh, they're, they're just, uh, that's, that's a nice, there's always room for a unit that can just sort of move around and be harder to hit and can oh, yeah. kind of get up. And, they're, and it's, they're not always super strong. You know, they're either not super hitty or they're mm-hmm. usually basically almost unarmored. <laughs> yeah. There used to be a, wasn't there an Empire one? The guys had pistols. Might have been was, the pistol. Yeah. Not was no the pistoliers were the guys on horses. Right, but was there like a unit was like they were called like duelists or something? Or, oh yeah, maybe. Gosh, I vaguely remember this. Okay, so what else do we got in here? Um, skirmishers. Uh, why does warbands in there? That should be all at the end. Uh, okay, so, well mercenaries. Oh, that. Oh, I see what happened. So I got two little sections here. So. Uh, well, let's back up a little bit to mercenaries, and then we'll get this done the right way. I uh, I messed up my alphabetizing. So, uh, armies can sometimes include uh, units from other army lists. Yeah. So then they gain the mercenary special rule. They can't use the inspiring presence of the general or the hold your ground from the battle standard, and they can't be joined by characters from other army lists. So it's kind of there's rules about this too, and it's kind of like having a mini army in your army. Where is this? Uh, Mercenaries? Yeah. Page 173. Excellent. Thank you. No, no, no. I meant the rules for mercenaries. Oh. Uh, uh, 203. Yeah. Well, that's for battle standard. Oh, that's the general and that. Okay, so that's mm-hmm, not the mercenary. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, don't worry. It'll, it'll, we'll get, it'll show up sometime. Yeah. Um, I mean, these are, these are pretty much... Yeah, it's mon- going to probably be in the army list. Probably. It'll say, like, you can pick so many... Units be allies or mercenaries or whatever, or maybe some units in an army book will be have the mercenaries word there, like probably like some ogre units, like uh, like uh, man eaters will probably have it. Yeah, maybe gargants will have it, that kind of thing. Well, I don't even know if they're gonna have it because it says if you just if you're allowed to take off another army list, they just automatically gain the trait mercenaries. So mm. yeah, I know there's rules for taking mercenaries. I just don't where know where it is in the book right offhand. Gotcha. Uh, monster handlers, they we've seen this before. Uh, it's two guys who, two models who come with the monster. Like you got the giant Hydra, and you got mm-hmm. two dark elves prodding him along. Basically, yep. um, they're extra wounds for the hide, for the big monster. Basically, yeah. On a one to four, the monster loses a wound if it's uh, if it if they're getting attacked. On a five or six, it goes on the handler. Yeah. If the handlers die, sometimes there's rules like if the handlers die, the monster goes crazy. Yeah, it depend on the critter, I guess. Right, uh, but basically, if the monster dies, though, the handlers just run away. They're not a yeah. unit without him. So yeah, they still have that one. Uh, remember, I can't. I don't remember how this. You remember, you could like shoot the rider off of the monsters. 
and then the monster would have to make a monster reaction test. They still have yes. that? Yes. Well, I don't know if they have it in this, but I know you used to be able to. I don't know if you can anymore. I think they just wind yeah. up with a shared profile thing. I hope so. But no, you could aim it if you if, if you could you, yeah. you you could try for it, and then I think you had to roll to see which you hit. Yeah, are you so, shooting the rider? Are you shooting the rider or the monster? Oh, I'm going to shoot the rider. Okay, yeah. but I think if I think then you'd have to if you once you hit, then you had to roll to see which one of them you hit. Like if you hit the rider yeah. or the thing, yeah. that yeah. was crazy. And that was dumb. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't see anything about. I don't remember seeing anything about that. So maybe that's just gone. I hope that's gone. <laughs> I just, I just. Popped that, into my yeah, brain but that, that, that was a but thing. that seems like a thing that would be gone. Like, mm-hmm. get rid of the stuff where you could do snipe. Like, you can't you can't snipe with uh, with uh, shooting. You know, with uh, the, yeah, uh, so the so the rider the rider the rider rules are on page two hundred four. Mounted characters, characters and ridden monsters. Whole model whole model is treated as being of the mount subcategory of troop type. Split profiles, ridden monsters. Uh, any special rules apply to one element, apply to the other. Yeah, this is just Uses. really simple stuff. This is basically like you're, when you stomp, that's the monster strength for stomp. When you're fighting with the guy, it's his strength. When you fight with the monster, you know, when, the, when you yeah. move, it's the monster's movement. It's just telling you which stats use which. Yeah. But like it says, like, rid monsters are invariably huge and fearsome, and being mounted upon one will increase the character's toughness and or wounds. In such cases, this will be noted within the mount's profile. Right, so, so you're use, just getting yeah. a plus number of wounds. So yeah, so you can't take them off because they're, they're considered one thing. That's good. Yeah, that's good. It makes it a lot easier. All right, next rule, monster slayer. I like this. If you basically, there is a monster slaying blow, a special thing that you, that you might have on your weapons or stuff like that. Yeah. So sixes to wound, sixes to wound are not allowed an armor or a regen save. Okay. You can take a ward save, but not an armor or a regen save against the monster killing blow or the monster slaying blow. If an enemy model whose troop type is monster, so it's very specific. You go to fight a monster, you do sixes to wound, and he takes an unsaved wound. Like he, one of them goes through, dead. Wow. One wound goes through with a monster slaying blow. Now, like I said, you got to roll the hit. You got to roll a six to wound. I wonder who's going to have that. Maybe like a carnosaur, maybe. There's a there's a weapon in here you could buy. There's like a magic weapon you could buy that has it. It's a monster yeah. slaying sword or something. Yeah, yeah. I think that sounds like Gotrek. Yeah, I was thinking maybe like the carnosaur might have that, like with his bite. Maybe, mm. but yeah, it, it'll kill a monster. It says if it does one wound, it loses all its remaining wounds, and I'm just like, man, dang, yeah, that's cool. Uh, what do we got next? Uh, Mercenaries, Monster Handlers. Oh, Monster Slayer wasn't in that one. That was a different one. I uh, But who cares? I wanted to read it. Motley Crew. This is the one that gets confusing, and there's uh, uh, rules about it. Um, they have different weapons. Yeah. They different weapons, have different, different armor. Different armor. Uh, the way you remove casualties is supposed to be made equal. This this goes back to I wonder if they're gonna have because are they do they wait are beastmen on the list or are beastmen in the legacy did they announce I don't remember no they're gonna be in the regular list okay so I bet you, like gore and ungore mixed units that's what they uh, or skink oh, yeah. skink crocs units remember the skink, skink crocs uh, units yes I do yep the crocs had such reach you'd have a unit of, uh, 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 uh-huh. you'd have a front rank which was all skinks that was mm-hmm. what you attacked mm-hmm. and meanwhile the crocs I mean, just stood in the back and just clubbed Black, over them. Black orcs might have this because they fight with a combination of 
different weapons. weapons. Yeah. yeah, different weapons. Black works. That's cool. Uh, rallying cry. During the command subphase, Ooh. if uh, they're if they're not engaged in combat, this co- this character can nominate a single friendly unit within their command range. That unit may immediately makes a rally test. If it's failed, it can attempt its rally test as normal during the rally subphase. Basically, if you've got this and you're not fighting, if someone's fleeing by you, you can shout out and give them an extra chance to rally. Yeah, it's an. I don't know how useful it is. It's not like you're paying for it, though. If I have the rule, I'll use it. Like it's it's and it, it's it's certainly cinematic. So it says the nominated unit immediately makes a rally test. Yeah. If the test is failed, the unit may attempt to rally again as normal during the rally sub phase. Yep. So it's a bonus a test. And if you fail it, there's nothing. There's what no if you penalty. Pass it? Then you're then you rally. It doesn't say that. Of co- <laughs> Why would you make a rally test? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Why. But oh, come on. Now, try not to be goofy. If you f- I, it, the I, only reason it mentions if you fail it is to tell you that this that, that one this one doesn't count as your actual rally test. But usually it would say I would expect it to say nominated unit immediately takes a rally. I am rolling test. my eyes so uh, okay. hard right now. I can see my own brain. <laughs> I guess making a rally test implies if you pass the rally test, you They're fleeing. Rally. I mean, I go, you, I, go look okay. up what a rally test is if you're yeah, fleeing. I, I, I mean, it just infers, it, it infers another rule within this rule. Uh, I would expect it to say, no, I mean, you makes a rally test, and if it passes it, it's fine. Or yeah. something like that. Uh, let's see anyway. what else we got. Uh, and I totally messed this up. How does, <laughs> how does uh, basically wind up getting a split profile with firing platforms? Um. Like yeah. the split profile chariot. Yeah, like a stegodon. Yeah, so it just basically gets. Yeah, on it. They add an extra thing to it with a with some rules for if you're riding around with a howdah on your back. Uh, what about large target? Uh, enemies never suffer to hit modifiers for full or partial cover if you're a large target. And you can draw a line of sight to it over or through other models. You can't hide the dragon behind the dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when that was the thing. <laughs> that was like sixth edition. You could like it was stupid. Levies is interesting. Uh, you, they can't use inspiring presence or the battle standard. However, they don't inspire panic tests either. Yeah, I saw peasants. Yeah, oh, snotlings. Yep. Uh, loners can't join units and uh, cannot be. They cannot join units without this special rule, and you can't join another character without this yeah. special rule. Loners like, can't can only join other loners, which sounds weird, but that's how it is. Demon slayers, dragon slayers. Yep. Uh, finally, there's war band, uh, and this one's interesting. Unless it's yeah. fleeing, a war band gains positive modifiers to its leadership equal to its current rank bonus up to a maximum leadership of ten. But it can't use it if it ever needs to make a restraint. It can't use this modifier to leadership if it chooses to make a restraint test. So you're yeah. a war band out looking to fight. So you don't get to add your rank bonus to your leadership for a restraint test because you shouldn't be restraining. Yeah, so it's going to be like gore. If the majority of the models in the unit have this special SC rule, orcs. they can reroll their charge roll. Yeah, I would think, think orcs would have this. Yeah. I don't orcs. know, but... That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 
That's a lot of different movement rules. I mean, formation and different units yeah. rules for how your units are set up. Uh, yeah. Formation. Let's talk movement. Lots of movement. First one. Oh, yeah. Counter charge. Uh, it this, can only, is, this is so powerful. Now, the whole unit has to have it. You can't have anyone in the unit that doesn't have it. If they do, you can't use it. Okay? Yeah. Uh, when it's charged in its front arc by an enemy whose troop type is cavalry, chariot, or monster, they can counter charge. So it's only certain troop types they can do. All right? So what do you do? You move, you, you, you pivot around your centers till you're facing directly at them, and you move D3 plus one toward them, which actually makes their charge even better shorter shorter, shorter yeah. so they're gonna yep. make it yep. um if you're fleeing and already engaged obviously you can't do it uh you count as charging yeah so, so you both like, count as charging so you're like empire knights or bretonian knights chaos knights probably have this yeah that's that's great you both it's count really as charging good. which means that d3 plus one if you get at least a two plus the one you're moving three inches minimum that's mm-hmm. plus three to your uh, initiative, right? right? Yeah. So you're getting charged, and you get an extra plus three to your initiative if you can roll a three or better on a, a, a th- on a six sided die. You know your D three. Yeah. That's great. Really good. That's really cool. I wonder why they limited it to enemy troop types of child, ca- cavalry, chariot, or monster. I wonder why you can't countercharge infantry. Uh, probably because then that's every you would just be countercharging everything. Infantry is a huge unit. Your little countercharge might not be that big, but yeah. against a, a cavalry unit or you know trying to take down a chariot, you're rushing yeah. at it to take away its impetus. These are sure. things that get bonuses on the charge. That maybe that's it. Yeah, because these are things that get bonuses on the charge. That makes sense. All right, what's next? Dragged along. Okay, if you're within an inch of a friendly u- uh, infantry unit uh, and it's not fleeing and it has 10 or more models, you can use that unit's movement instead of your own. So your right. your three-inch moving war machine. Screaming bell. Next to your five- or six-inch troops. Oh, yeah. You could, Screaming big, bell. Yeah, plague right, furnace. Where you have a bunch of... Uh, Ogre maw pot. You have a bunch of Skaven dragging it along yeah. on the sides. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? What's the, uh, oh, we got drilled and then fast cap drilled, uh, is interesting. Anvil of doom. Huh? Anvil of doom. Unless it's fleeing a drill, a drilled unit gets a free redress the ranks maneuver immediately before moving. And they can march while within eight inches of an enemy unit without having to take a leadership wow. test. You that's know, that's <laughs> long beards are going to have that. That's long what you're going to see. Yep. yep. Like uh, probably the Empire Swordsmen, Halberdiers, Spearmen, like the state troops will probably have this. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. All the elf units will probably have that. Uh, fast Cav, this is always a great rule. Yeah. You got to know how to use them because they don't have armor. <laughs> right. If everyone in the unit is arrayed in an open order formation, you can perform a quick turn even if you marched. Yeah. And what's a quick turn again? Quick turn is... After moving, unless it charged, marched, or fled, a unit that's in open order may pivot around its center to change its facing by up to 90 degrees. Uh, and if you're fast, Cav, you can do it even if uh, even if you marched. Cool. Mm-hmm. 
<sighs> What's next? Oh, feigned flight. This is yeah, cool. That, go, that goes with that rule, basically. Yeah. Uh, if you flee or fire and flee. By the way, fire and flee is cool. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be talking about that one next. Feigned flight, you can choose to flee and you automatically rally at the end of your move. So if someone's charging me, I can just run away and then pff, I'm fine. And if you have fire and flee, basically you can fire and flee, and that basically counts as you doing a stand and shoot and then fleeing. Yeah. Um, except this time when you flee, you roll 2d6 and discard the lowest. So you don't flee as far if you want to flee and, and uh, fire, fire first. But I can see people. I, I, there's so many... <laughs> There are so many fast cab units that could have this. Oh my gosh! It'd be pretty much probably m- most of them will have this. Yep. If they, you know, first charge. This one's a little. This one's interesting. That's yeah, weird. If this unit's first charge is, is successful, the charge target is disrupted until the end of the combat phase, and it's only for your first charge of the game. I bet you this is something like either Brett's or Chaos Knights have. Because if you're disrupted and you can't get rank bonuses and stuff like that, right? Right. So if I charge into your unit, you are disrupted. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that you don't get if you're disrupted. And, yeah, I, w- uh, I wonder what that would be. What do you mean? Like what um, What units would get this? Like I said, I really think it's going to be like Bretonians just, and just Chaos like- Knights, like big, heavy things are going to hit. And you may be fine. But no, they just hit you full on. That Bretonian lance that is going to disrupt the units it hits on the on that first mm-hmm. charge, and it's got to be that glorious first charge, right? It's the first yeah. charge of the game. Yeah, and not the first charge of the game, but their their first they're, charge they're of the first game. Charge, when right. they hit, they are they are so pumped and so jazzed and running in. Oh, you know, orcs could get this too. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, fly means you can fly. Um, you always start and end on the ground. It's actually more like hop. It's kind of like the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't end your movement in terrain, but suffer the effects if you do. You can't end on top of stuff or, you know, impassable terrain or other units. Um, but yeah, you can fly, which is always, you know, a good thing. Furious charge. This is good. Yeah. What's this one? So if you make a charge move of three or more, three inches or more, you get plus one attack. Yeah. That's great. I wonder who that's going to be. Like uh, Plague Monks, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. There's a, yeah, a lot. Of, I mean, this one could go to almost anybody, really. Yeah. Um, move through cover. That's on uh, 174. Yeah. No modifiers to your movement for moving through difficult and dangerous to- terrain. And you can reroll any rolls of one when taking dangerous terrain tests. The wood elves are going to have that on like every unit. Yeah. They might, yeah, they might even get like a reroll to it or something. What kind of a reroll? They already got a reroll. Oh, yeah, it says a reroll there. Yeah, yeah you get a they, reroll already once. Or, your... or they just might not even take that test. Automatically pass. Oh, that would yeah. be silly. I would. You would think. I don't think so. I don't think they're going to go that far with it. Mm. I think that's you always wanting that one extra bit of bit of juice. 
Uh, okay, what else we got? Move through cover. We just did random movement. Uh, random movement. Um, yeah. Y- you, you roll a certain number of inches. Uh, basically, you point them in a direction, roll 2d6, and that's their movement. Right. They cannot march. They can't declare a charge. You just point them in a direction and roll. If they hit an enemy unit, they're charged. You have yep. to hold. You can't even stand and shoot because nobody knows when this guy's coming. Yeah, like, so like the abomination will probably have this. The hell pit had that before. The hell pit abomination, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, different uh, larger orc things. The 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 what the mangler squigs had it. A couple other. Oh, things that's had right. It. Yeah, we're gonna get those in the game now, aren't we? They're gonna put mangler squigs in the list. I would hope so. Yeah, I wonder if any of the new like the Age of Sigmar units that are new will get thrown into the old world too. I, I, I don't know. Probably. Um, I don't think you'll see Stormcast in there. Well, no. But like, like I don't know. I think most so of that like, is legacy. It seems like they're trying to keep the two well, separate. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to say, like, well, maybe there's like some of like the new, uh, like, uh, well, the new uh, Dark Elf stuff, like the, the flying skirmisher lady, the Canary, but... They're not in the game, so yeah, I don't think you're gonna. <laughs> they're yeah. probably not gonna. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna overlap those new things. I really yeah. don't. Yeah. Uh, what else? We got reserve move and swift stride. Those are the other move ones. So, uh, unless a charge marcher fled. Oh, I like this one. Okay, this one you're gonna see elves having again. So, uh, yeah. if you do a normal movement, you can't charge or march or flee. Just a normal movement. Then Five you can do you can do a reserve move after the shooting phase. So you you can move and shoot, but you can't march and shoot. Right. But I can move, shoot, and then move again. Yeah. Which is the same as marching, but stopping halfway across to shoot. Yeah. That's amazing. Pretty cool. It may maneuver normally, but cannot march. So you can move, shoot, and then move again. That's great. Right. It's like Shadow Warriors will have that. Oh, yeah. Like like Dark Elf Scouts. Oh, I hope Aletha Nar shows up in this game. I mean, he's old enough. <laughs> I think he's old enough. And the last one for the movement is Swift Stride. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, you increase your maximum possible charge by three inches, which I was like, what is that? Why Why is that important? But you can only declare a charge that's within your march range, which right. is D6 plus your movement. Mm-hmm. So now you get D6 plus your movement plus three. And when it makes a charge, flee, or pursuit suit roll... Apply a plus D6 modifier to the result. Right. So you roll two dice, pick the highest die, and then roll another die and add that. Yeah. So you basically, yeah, you're getting an extra die, and you can, uh, it's not just to get your normal range. They give you half of the the bonus that you can Mm -hmm. declare within. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. That's a neat, and that's a neat way to make that rule. It's like, Mm -hmm. you. Yeah, okay. You you you're you're allowed to call a slightly longer charge and it's a normal charge but you throw in an extra d6 on top of it. Okay. I can't cool. I can't remember what it used to do. I think you've like re-rolled or rolled I'm not 3d. Certain. Maybe you rolled 3d6 and picked the highest two. Oh, like that. Could, that could have been it. That, they had a bunch of that stuff. Yeah. All right, let's get to shooting. Back to the beginning. Breath weapons. Mm-hmm. You got a giant flame template. You lay it down. Everything under it um or plus yeah, you know, there's no auto wounds anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, does that guy under the circle in the? He's automatically hit. Is does it say that? Yeah, if you're under, if you're completely covered by the template, the stone thrower template, you're automatically hit. If you're under the, if you're under the 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 hole in the middle. 
No, if you're just under the under if you're under the template, you're hit automatically. I, like the big five inch template hits a bunch of dudes automatically. I don't you're partially think so. under it. Yeah. I thought it was a four up. I thought it was yep, they were hit a, on that's a four up. Partially on partially under it. Did I misread that? Because it didn't seem it didn't seem that good when I read it. I'm like, okay, that's not bad, but that's not. Oh goodness, let's. I, okay, I want to just look at that real quick because I thought if I had that wrong think, the whole time, I, I got to rethink this rule, things. I think this rule is the same. Page ninety five. All right, where are we? Page ninety five. You said. All right. Model whose base lies completely underneath a template or partially underneath the central hole. Mm-hmm. Is hit a, oh okay yeah it's part oh god I've totally misread that I thought only the guy under the hole was hit automatically everyone else was on a four plus right so if that hole ends up scattering and covers two models they both get hit by the hole okay you know? cool. because it's usually double strength yep um, on a flame template it's the same rule it's just got a different shape so if you're un- completely under it you're hit if you're partially under it four plus. Got you. Okay. So, so yeah. in that so in that picture on page one sixty seven looks like one, two, three, four, five guys are automatically hit. And one, two, three, yeah, four. Yeah, because that one guy just got that little five, corner. Six, so yeah. Seven, eight are partials. You can't it's and you can't stand and shoot with a breath weapon. It's just, you know. Yeah. So there you go. So there's your breath weapon. Uh then there's evasive. Um once per turn, when it's declared the target of uh, of uh, shooting from the enemy, it can choose to fall back in good order and flee directly away from the enemy unit shooting at it. Once it's completed the move, the enemy unit may continue with its shooting as declared. So here you can just fall back and then instantly rally, right? And then I might just go right out of your range of shooting. Yeah, because you fall back in good order. Yeah, you you roll your dice, you automatically rally. Yeah. So they have to. Sounds like they have to keep you as their target. So you could theoretically evasive out of range. They have to just waste their shots. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, ignores cover is uh, pretty good, and I think it's. Uh, you you don't have any hit modifiers for full or partial cover. There you go. Yeah, so like a steam gun. Yeah, right, right. Steam. Oh yeah, steam gun. Forgot about that. Uh, there's move and shoot, and move and shoot means that uh you can shoot even if you marched. And then there's move or shoot. You can't shoot if you moved. So, <laughs> these guys you can't move at all and shoot the weapon. And the other guys, you could actually march and shoot the weapon. So that move or shoot would be like Hellbuster Volley Gun, Organ Gun, Cannon, that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, what else did we have in the shooting? Multiple shots, X. And this is the one that come up. You're going to have multiple things like that. Remember we talked about that. Everyone gets one shot mm-hmm. unless you have the multiple shots X rule. And then whatever the X is. Now, the interesting thing with multiple shots is if you go with the multiple shots, it's minus one to hit. Yeah. So it's a little harder to hit when you get bonus shots. And you either all are going multiple shots or you're all going single shots. Mm -hmm. So uh, multiple shots is 
pretty good. Ponderous. Is this a rule from before? No. A weapon with this special rule has a minus two for moving and shooting rather than minus one. Nope. I don't remember that one. Yeah, I never saw that one before. I like the I like the name of the rule too. But yeah, it's just yeah, it's minus two to move and shoot because it's so big and heavy and hard to move around. I remember when you had with crossbows, you could only shoot them every other round. Oh right, because you had to reload. It had a freaking reload. Your front rank could shoot, and then you had to then the then you could like re like your second rank could step ahead of them, and then they could shoot. It was stupid. So many crazy rules for that. Uh, quick shot. You don't find us. Uh, you don't take the minus one to move and shoot. And that's be like that's gonna be like blowpipes. And you can stand and shoot no matter how close they are. Yeah, so that's gonna be like blowpipes, thrown weapons, that kind of stuff. Noblars. right? Slings for gutter runners or night runners, that kind of thing. Uh, and then what else? Uh, other than quick shot is volley fire. And yeah, all all the elf units will have this. Yeah, uh, basically. When a unit makes a shooting attack, half the models in each rank after the first rounding up can shoot. So. Yeah. Yep, that's everything. That's all of the shooting special rules. Now scroll back to the beginning and let's talk about Mm -hmm. psychology. Hmm. Uh, what do we got for psychology? First and foremost, fear. Yeah. So, Miles, with this special rule cause, fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you wish to charge a clear, you know, against enemy that causes both fear and has higher unit strength, you got to take a leadership test. If you fail, you don't charge. If it does move and it's considered I've made a failed charge, oh, it does not move and it's considered I've made a failed charge if it fails. You so they, they got to cause normal. fear and have a higher unit strength than you. Yeah. So they don't. Ju- it's not just oh they're scary and there's f- that's that's different. I think it is different. Yeah. That's the change. That's the change that makes it now so my mm-hmm. twenty dwarfs don't run from three zombies because they cause fear. Yeah. At the end of a combat or something, or you know. Well, yes. Yeah, so this next part is if a unit is engaged with an enemy unit that has cause both causes fear and has higher unit strength when it's combat. During the choosing, um, it must make a leadership test. If the test has failed, they, uh, they are okay. So if you're in combat, you're minus one to hit. Yeah. If you're yeah, causes fear and higher unit strength. Yeah. Yep. So that's 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 but, that's. But you great. still make a you still make a leadership test, and you only have to make one fear test per turn. So if you passed it to declare the charge, yeah, then you don't have to pass it when you're going to fight. Mm-hmm. Because you passed it for that uh, that turn, which is mm-hmm. great. So uh, that, but that also solves the problem. They've got to be a higher unit strength than you. You're not going to run away from them just right. because, right? So you're going to want if you're causing fear, you're going to want to take a big unit. So like skeletons, zombies, right? That kind of stuff. Right, right, right. Uh, frenzy. Yes, yeah, a big one. This is a great one, but it is it, there is a bunch of rules. Uh, plus one to attack characteristic off the bat. Oh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It, not the mount, though. But, okay, so if a majority of the models in a unit are frenzied, they automatically pa- pass fear, panic, and terror tests. Um, they can declare a charge during the... Cl- uh, oh, if they can declare a charge, like if they can legally declare a charge, they have to. Yeah, so sometimes if you've got a character who's frenzied inside a unit that's not like that character might just charge right out of your unit. No, you won't. You can't do that anymore. You can't? That is not. Nope. You cannot charge out of a unit. Really? Yep. The unit that includes one or more frenzied models is able to declare a charge during the charge. Hmm. Yeah. No, you can't. Yeah. Character, and the characters thing, they, they are no longer able to charge out of units. You, you either have to charge the whole thing or not at all. So you have to leave the unit. You can't have the unit as a delivery system to run your hero forward anymore. Yeah. Which I is want, I want, good. Yeah, I wonder why it has that distinction, though, in this. What? A unit has, includes one or more frenzied models. That why is able they? to declare a charge. I only have to have... It, it let's, okay, I move six, right? So my charge distance is 12, right? Yeah, I guess if yeah, like if one, only one model one is within model twelve, within twelve, yeah. I can. That's I don't have to have the unit within range to yeah. declare a charge. If yeah. anyone is in range to declare a charge, I have yeah. to. Yeah. So that's why that's there. Yeah. Okay. I read that as like, okay. Yeah, right. that's like yeah. when. Yeah. I mean, dude, there's a lot of rules here. I've misread them. We just a few minutes ago point out that I completely misread how they use the 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 pie plate and the three inch plate. So yeah. Uh, oh, you can lose frenzy. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the, oh, we also forgot. You cannot flee and you cannot restrain. You have to charge. You have to catch. You have to overrun. Right. You can never restrain, which is how you take big, crazy monsters and you take 10, 10 zombies and you position them just right. Yep. So they hit you and run straight forward away from the combat, right, hopefully right off the board. Right, because the charger aligns to the thing it's charging mm-hmm. so you change their angle i did that all the time with my undead oh, yeah. i would summon yeah. up a unit of zombies they'd be uh five yeah. to five to eleven models yeah boom there you go oh, it was d6 plus four so i could be anywhere from five to ten models and mm-hmm. i would place it right in front of chris <laughs> like chris you had the or someone who had the chaos knights mm-hmm Drop it at an angle where I'm in your front. You have to charge. When you hit, you have to pivot so much yeah. that now you're going either left or right and not you're, – you're going, you're, you're going east or west when the battle's north and south. So that then you're way out of position. Yeah. There uh, used to be a rule if you were frenzied, maybe you could restrain frenzy. You could take a leadership test, and you did not have to charge, but they took that out. But you'll lose frenzy now if you uh, – well – Oh no! Uh, and remember, yeah. in the, you in can't the old, ever choose. Yeah, right. In the old game, you could frenzied troops could choose to not charge if you pass a leadership test. Yeah, and then if you lose combat, you lose frenzy. Yeah, which is funny. It's like ah, slap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm not as tough as I thought I was. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. Um. What? Okay. Immune to psychology means you don't. You automatically pass fear, panic, and terror ch- checks. Yeah. Um, however, yeah, you can't flee. You can't flee. <laughs> so there you go. That's, that's interesting. You're immune to psychology, so you don't run. Which right. You take that with the unstable rules, and that's how you have undead armies. Yeah. 
because they're immune to psychology because they're undead. They don't flee. They don't take panic terror tests, and they never flee. And then they get crumble. Right, they have crumble, which is in there. Which is I assume, awesome. I assume it's in there. It's in there. Yeah, because I didn't see it, and I was looking for it. Yeah, it's not in here. Well, but they have unstable. Is. is that it? Is unstable that one? Oh, hold I on. Uh, oh yeah, unstable is crumble. Oh okay. Yeah. No, because crumble is. Oh no! You just take the test when the general dies. Yeah, it was yeah. called crumble. Now it's called unstable. For every yeah. point you lose by, you just take away a model. Right. And that's because you're immune to psychology and you can't run, and that makes the mm-hmm. game amazingly unfair. Yeah, but, but some units I, are unbreakable. That's a good. That's a good one too. In fact, we're coming up on that pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, we did immune to psychology. Impetuous. I forgot about impetuous. Oh yeah. Um. If you can if you can declare a charge, you have to. Kind of like in frenzy. However, if you really don't want to, on a four up, you're not so impetuous. But if you yeah. fail it, you gotta charge. Because you just you you're trying to get into battle and prove yourself. Right. The knights errant and stuff used yeah, to have this. Errant. We definitely have that. Yeah, they've uh, got something to prove, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's fun. Uh all the way up to the S's. Stubborn. Yeah, this has changed. Yes, it has. Uh, it was not what I thought it was. What is it? No, what are the rules I, now? I thought it was going to be a little cooler than what it is, but it's still pretty good. Um, stubborn is the first time this unit is required to make a break test. It may choose not to. It will automatically fall back in good order instead, even if the unit strength of the winning side is more than twice that of the losing side. Which we found out later that if that yeah that's what we talked about last episode when you when you at lose a combat if they've got more than double you you can't uh yeah you got to you flee you don't fall yeah. back in good order anymore when they've got yeah. more than double and then units and characters don't convey their stubborn rule to their so stubborn basically. is basically the first time you have to make yeah. a break check that's it it's yeah. good for one break check yeah that sucks I, well, I mean, you get to pick when you use it. No, the first time you this unit is required, it to. may choose not to and automatically fall back in good order. Yeah. You can so, choose not to make the break test the first time, though. It's first all, time this unit is required to make a break, a break test, test, it, it may, may choose, choose not to. Not to. Oh, yeah, so that's it, the first time. Yeah, yeah. Not good at all. I no, mean, not I compared think, to what right. it used to be. Right. I mean, it used to be you rolled on your unmodified leadership. Yeah, you and never... you passed it, you didn't run. Yeah, so no matter what the combat res difference was, you rolled right. on your normal leadership, and dwarves were a straight nine across the board except yeah. for the leaders, so it was yeah. amazing when yeah, the longbeards like, were stubborn. I was thinking like great swords, yeah. same thing. There was a banner that could make your guys stubborn. Uh, terrors in here. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, so basically they also cause fear. So if I cause terror, I also cause fear. Um. When a unit that causes terror declares a charge, the, the uh, target must immediately make a leadership test, and it has to flee if it fails. Okay, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Um, if the winning side of a combat has a unit that causes terror, each unit that belongs to the losing side is minus one to their leadership for their break test. Mm-hmm. So you automatically cause fear. So all the rules for fear, plus if I charge you, you have to take a test not to just run away and in minus one to your leadership if you have to make the test um so models with fear uh wait models 
with the fear special rule, fear models that cause terror. Okay, right. so if I have fear and I'm not immune to psychology, yeah. I'm afraid of terror. Models yep. that cause terror are immune to terror. A unit that does not cause terror does not become immune to terror when joined by a character that does. Okay. Yeah. Oof, They're gonna say, go. I have, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. Just making people roll dice. Yeah, just there's a chance you're not. I mean, if you got a good leadership, that's great. That's the thing. You got a bunch of level, leadership eight elves or leadership nine dwarves. Yeah, they get charged. There's a good chance they're going to stick. But your leadership four goblins. Yeah, they get charged by their dragon. They're like, nope. Yeah, but how many times have you botched that nine of roll? Of course. You know, oh, that's... I got a battle. St- my battle standards right here. <laughs> you botch it again. Oh yeah, and your and your stinking unit of. Longbeards runs away from being charged by a dragon. I was, gets caught and run down. Like, dude, God. we were playing Blood Bowl a couple weeks ago, and Brandon and I both had the guy die, did the reroll, still dead. Mm-hmm. Like, both of us had it happen in the game. That always sucks, but it happens. Yeah. Uh, what do we got left? Okay, we did stubborn. We did terror. We got unbreakable. Um. If a unit with this special rule loses combat, it does not take a break test. It automatically gives ground. That's yeah. it. Yep. That's great. Yeah, so slayers. Right. Slayers will have that. Um And then if you I wonder I wonder if they're gonna if they would like beef up some of the old like units that had stubborn that they'll just make them unbreakable instead. Uh maybe. Like white lions, if there's or a you know, what? I think they might just like give a, them veteran. Hmm. If a majority of the models in the have this special rule, they can reroll failed leadership tests. I think you'll see stubborn veterans. So the hmm. first time they can, if they if they fail it, they can fall or they have to take it. They can fall back in good order, but they can reroll them. So yeah. you get that first time, you could just fall back if you want to. But rerolling the leadership test ain't bad. Shall we talk combat? Let's talk yeah. some combat because there's a lot of these, and we've been going for a while now. Yeah, um, about an hour, but I want to get through all of these, <laughs> and so then, many. and then I want to get through all of these, and then we've got um, you know the the unit special rules, the command groups. We still haven't talked about magic. Magic, luckily, is very similar between the lores, so we don't yeah. have to go through every little thing. If you want to, yeah. honestly, if you want to. Uh, a uh, uh, rule by rule recap. Um, you could try Rob on the Honest War Gamer, or Russ has all the books on Face Hammer, and he's yeah. literally got the book on the camera and is going through them, and then he's talking about he's going to be putting out episodes where he, where he's got his armies out and he's sort of practic- showing everybody how all the different things work. So he's got all that going too. But um, we're going to kind of cover the basics because God bless America is taking forever. <laughs> armor bane so combat yeah. armor we, bane is awesome we talked about this one a little bit already sixes to wound gives you extra ap yeah that's great it's not as good as monster killing blow but it works on everything not just monsters yeah uh, I, I don't i don't like special rules that go off on wound rolls but that's okay a lot of it goes off on wound rolls. I don't mind that it goes off on a wound roll. It's it's just less common. It, does, it doesn't happen as much. Well, right, because you have less dice because you yeah, didn't do all dice. the hits. But yeah, yeah. so I mean, but this is I hit him, but mm-hmm. did did I do a perfect hit? So then I got to get into did my wound roll do do the ultimate wound? Yeah. So that's where it gets through the armor. Armored hide, 
Um, basically, um, improves your armor value. So armored mm-hmm. hide one improves your armor value by one. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's now like a cold one night. It's gonna have yeah. that. If you have no armor save, right? Mm-hmm. And you get an adjustment. And I saw this in the notes, and it's it's a note in here too. So you're considered as being a seven plus. Yeah. For the purposes to improve your armor value. So this armored hide one basically gives you an armor save of six plus. Makes sense. Because it basically because if you if you don't have it, it's not remember when it had a dash it said in, in AOS like you, you don't get an armor save. Yeah, yeah. And even if you improve yeah. it, an armor save of dash, no, you can't improve it, you get yeah. no armor save. So here I'm, but, it's I'm like, in, but I but I'm in cover. Nope. You still don't get one. Okay. So here it was just okay, mm. if you get this, you just count as being at a seven for your armor. So right. and that that works. Uh, extra attacks X. Yep. Uh, exactly uh, what you yeah. think it is. Exactly. Yeah. Um, hold on a second. Uh, mod- modifies characteristics and brackets. If the modifier is determined by the roll of a dice, roll when the combat is chosen during the choose and fight combat subface. So choose when the combat is, when you pick the combat, roll for their how many extra attacks they get. If you have to roll for it. Model with a special rule as If it is determined by the roll of a so die, this says, roll so this says so. Do you roll for every model? No, they get they get a different number of extra attacks. You do roll once. It doesn't say to roll for every model, mm-hmm. and other rules it has said to roll for every model. Mm-hmm. So I always wonder about that in Age of Sigmar sometimes. Well, like, in, in this book, it actually does say in certain other things roll for every model. Yeah, because some some models have like D3 attacks in Sigmar. And like, do I roll per model or do I roll once per the whole unit? And I generally roll per model in Sigmar. I'm not certain. Mm. Um, Let's see. Uh, Fights in extra rank is awesome. Yeah. Uh, May make a supporting attack as described on page 145. 145, the supporting attacks, in case you just don't remember or maybe we didn't see it. Some models are uh, supporting attack must be directly behind a friendly model that is in a fighting rank. However, supporting attacks cannot be made. Um, how many attacks? Okay. Yeah. If you're not in base contact with any model, it's one attack, regardless of the attack characteristics. So yeah. fighting extra ranks that you got five guys in the second rank, you get five extra attacks. Yep. There so you like go. Spears, pikes. Um, I don't know. Halberds, maybe. Maybe. Uh, flaming attacks. This is uh, flaming attack. It causes fear. A model with this special rule. If you have flaming attacks, you cause fear. In, in models. In war troop- beasts yeah. and swarms. Okay, right, yeah. There you go, yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't get to the end of the sentence there. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless otherwise stated, you can make your uh, model with this rule makes flaming attacks both when shooting and in combat. Though any spells cast by the model are unaffected, as are any attacks made with magic weapons they might be wielding. So your flaming attacks don't work for magic weapons or magic spells, but it counts for all your other shooting and combat. Yeah. Nice. Because some things are flammable, which means you can't get regen when you take a wound against a flaming attack. Mm-hmm. I, uh, flaming attacks are not considered magical, though. Okay. Right. Not necessarily. There's probably some. Thing know, out there. Yeah, there was ma- something magical that I saw. Flaming attack. I'm sure that's going to come up somewhere. Hatred X. 
Yeah. Um, you can reroll failed hit rolls made against a hated enemy. So if you have hatred, uh, well, dwarves had hatred greenskins, so all orcs and goblins. Yep. In the they first. got to reroll during the first round of combat, failed hit rolls, right? Uh, some models hate all enemies, meaning they, that would that was, yeah. I did not see eternal hatred in here, but then again, the, the dark elves are not on the... Uh, yeah, they're not in the... Because they had eternal hatred against high elves, which meant right, they got so to they re-roll don't. every round of combat against the high elves. Yeah, and high elves had, I think, re-roll psychology when they were fighting against dark elves. Yeah, or they got stubborn or something like that. It was, yeah. Uh, impact hits. Now, if you impact hits, uh, it's... Uh, It'll have an X after it, and that's how many hits it does. Or oftentimes, it's a roll of the die. So, impact hits can only be made by a charging model that moves three or more inches. Okay, it's always strike with initiative ten, regardless of modifiers, and that hit they hit automatically using the unmodified strength. So, impact hits, boom, right there uh, at initiative ten, and auto hit. That's always good. Yep. Um. Uh, what else? What do we? Got? Killing blow. Uh, uh, I love killing blow. That was the dwarf specialty for my dwarf lord. Always had the killing blow. Oh yeah, that's this, how you kill. That's how you kill the dwarf lord too. That's yeah. Unless he had the magic rune that made him immune to killing blow. Well, it was you could only killing blow anything <laughs> with one or two wounds. So if you put your dwarf lord up on shield bearers, that was a right. three wound unit, and you couldn't yep. do it to him. That's true. Uh, so if you roll a natural six to wound. Again, to wound, you have struck with a killing blow. I- infantry or cavalry are, cavalry are not permitted armor or regen saves. They can have a ward save, but killing yeah. blow means no armor, no regen. Yeah, because I think it changed. It changed. The, was it? Was it? Was that? I'm trying to remember how that killing blow was it, was it? Was it just the three wound thing that was the block before? Yeah, or was it? Yeah, it was. You, yeah, you didn't get a save if you had. Uh, I don't know if you got the ward save. I don't remember if it was just regen and armor, but. It was of it could only be a one or two wound model. Yeah, that you could decapitate with killing blow. But sometimes you could. Because you could, because you could kill. Because if you're, yeah, because like heroes typically had two wounds, right? That I do. You know what? I totally forgot about that because I'm so used to everyone having at least five wounds as a hero now and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. That when I was like, man, it stuff doesn't do as many wounds, but that's. Okay, because my heroes only have three wounds. Here's like we always only had three wounds. I'm like, what? I don't remember that. Yeah, heroes had two, and and lords had three. Lords right? had three, unless you were super tough, and you might have one extra. But you were still infantry, so you still got killing blow. Right. Um, I think the shield bearers like changed the, the, the way that the guy was. He's turned into a chariot or something. It was some weird rule. I don't know, but you're you're right, though. That was a way to get around it. Uh, Multiple wounds X. So this is unsaved wounds basically multiply to what it is. Yeah. So each unsaved wound would would cause them to lose two wounds. Yeah. Uh, Oh, when it's when. See here. When the number of multiple wounds is generated by a dice roll, roll separately for each unsaved wound. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Poison attacks. Six is to hit. Auto wound. Oof. That's good. Uh, both shooting and in combat. Yeah. But that doesn't count for magic weapons or spells again. 
Yeah, which poison. Is, this is a this is a very powerful. Effect. Anytime yeah. you don't have to roll, anytime you don't have to roll dice in this game, it's always really good. You just right. have an effect happen. You don't have to roll dice to make it work. Amazing. Uh, random attacks. You don't have a normal number of attacks. It's a, a dice roll. Uh, they say give you an example. D three plus one. Yeah, fanatics, that kind of stuff. Roll the dice to determine the number of attacks it will make, and then roll the hit as normal. If a fighting rank contains more than one model, roll separately for each random attack guy. So there you go. That's the rule, at least in here. Roll for each model. Uh, what's shield wall? We got the shield wall. Once per game, during a turn when it in which it was charged, the unit with this special rule can be arrayed in close order formation, or that is arrayed in close order, and equipped with... And chooses to use shields may give ground rather than fall back in good order. Okay, that's cool. So if I've got if I have shields, yeah, and I and I have to fall back in good order, I can give ground instead. Once per game. Once per game. Okay. That means you move back two inches, not two d six. Right. Oh, uh, we forgot monster slayer. Oh, we read monster slayer we before. Talk, we talked. We talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Stomp. Yep. Okay, stomp. A lot of stuff has stomp. And so basically stomps have always strike last, which means they have yeah. an initiative of one. And hit right. automatically, though. So yeah. it's the opposite of impact hits. Impact hits, I hit you when I'm coming in. Stomp is after we're done fighting. I Exactly. I yeah. keep... Impact hits and stomp attacks are polar opposites. Yeah. Uh, strike first and strike last. During the combat phase, model with this special rule... Has initiative ten before any other modifier modifiers. So strike first elves charging in oh more than three inches have a thirteen initiative. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, uh, strike last. You have initiative one. I wonder if all the elves are going to have strike first, or if it's just going to be some of them, like swordmasters or something. Do not know. That's an interesting okay. question because that'll affect a lot of things. Because the, the whole army had always strikes first, and then they had <laughs> yeah. speed of a Surian. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? Strike. Oh, timber. This is like for your your giants. Yeah. Basically, what do you do when they have zero wounds? You roll off, and the winner of the roll off chooses if it falls to its front flank, rear, or whatever. And uh, anybody inside that arc takes D six hits, each using the strength characters of the model with AP one, and yep. then it goes away because it basically. Yeah, falls remember over. They, remember, there used to be a template. Yeah, I have one still. A, I do too. A falling giant. Template. And it came in the little plastic clam pack. So you know what I did? Yeah. Because the clam pack was shaped exactly like the fallen template. Yeah. I cut out the front of the clam pack, and you, I had a second fallen template. Yeah. To back up in case something happened. All right. <laughs> Here are some. Uh, we're almost done with this, by the way. All right. Here's some cool weapon uh, rules. Cumbersome. Uh, weapons with this special rule cannot be used to stand and shoot. Okay. Uh, the rule for magical attacks. Where's magical attacks? It is right here. Uh, any uh, yeah, once since seventy two, right? Uh, any attack, uh, any attack made or hit caused by a model with this special rule or made, it's a magical attack. So it basically calls it a magical attack because. As we find out in, uh, oh, requires two hands is the last one, and basically you can't have a shield because you have to use two hands. Yep. You can have a shield because you can yeah. use it to uh, to raise your armor save if someone's shooting at you. Yes. 
But when you're engaged in combat, you two hands so you can't have a shield, basically. Um, and that leads us to the ones that didn't fit anywhere. And so magical attacks are magical. Uh, Ethereal's got an interesting rule. It's not the... It, I mean, I don't remember if this is the way it was, but... So ethereal creatures treat all terrain as open ground for movement, so they can move through anything. Yep. They can't end their movement inside passable inside impassable terrain. Mm-hmm. Um, ethereal creatures can only be wounded by magical attacks. Yep, that's how it used to be. So basically, I can't wound you at all unless I have magical attacks. Right. Whew, that's uh, that's that can be that could put you in a bad way. Right. Remember the cloak of mists and shadows. Right. Yeah. Stick that on your vampire. And, uh, oh, so dumb. <laughs> you were good to go. But, um, yeah, so if you're ethereal, it's not like you have a save that can't get changed. You have a regular save, mm-hmm. and if there's AP, you take it. But if it ain't a magical weapon... You ignore it. Or a magical attack, yeah. Because it's magical attack, right? And not just magical weapon. Magical attacks. Yeah, magical right. attacks. Um, what's next? Uh, flammable. Well, we already said you can't get a regen safe. Regen. Let's talk about regen. Yeah. Uh, regen. All the Tomb Kings have this. Yeah. So it'll say regen X plus. Mm-hmm. So a regen save can never be modified by the AP characters of a weapon and can be made in addition to an armor save or reward save. However, any wounds saved by regen are still counted for the purposes of calculating combat result. Yeah. You took the wounds. You just healed them really fast. Yeah. So regen X plus, so I, I fail my armor save, I fail my ward save, I got a chance to regen. Three that, saves. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, where's magic resistance? Magic resistance. Uh, here we go. Magic resistance X. Okay, this is, didn't magic resistance used to give you extra dice to like dispel if they were throwing magic at you? I believe so. Now... Magic resistance X or negative X, whatever the number is, that goes off of your casting roll. Right. That's that's cool. Okay, I, like I got that better. Yeah, it's magic, much it's much faster. Yeah, magic resistance negative two. So you're minus two. You, you know, you lose two to your casting roll. It's really simple, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just always on. You don't have to worry about it. Right. Um. Then we got to unstable. We already talked about that. If you lose combat instead of rolling you just what you lose more models depending on what you lost by swarms have that too Mm -hmm. and finally finally warp spawned there it is no regen against magical attacks in addition characters that are not warp spawned cannot join units that are so no regen saves against magical attacks sure because you're warp spawned i don't know i guess oh because magical hurts you because you're a creature from the warp yeah or, or that has a lot of warp energy in it, so uh, magic messes you up. That's, I don't know what that's going to be, but sure. Who knows? But that's every okay. special rule. Yeah. We finished. We're going to take a quick break. Woo-hoo! Uh, and then when we come back, um, we are going to get into different formations. Now, we're not going to go into all the detail, but we do want to talk troop types, command groups characters when we get to weapons we're not going to go over every single weapon and what it does we're just going to explain how the stat sheets work and how you play with that so we will be right back this is belagar iron hammer and you're listening to garage hammer now 
Where did that master engineer go to with my beer? And we're back. We're back to the old world. Hello. Yes, we are. Um, all right. Unusual formations. Uh, we talked a little bit about open order. It's close order, except it moves and interacts differently. Yeah. Um, after moving, a normal move, not like charging or fleeing or stuff, you can pivot 90 degrees if you're open order. Or up to 90 degrees. Uh, you're not disrupted by difficult or dangerous terrain. Um, and then, but you still have combat order and marching columns in open. But so basically, if you're in open order, um, and I think everything else is the same, isn't it? Oh, in fact, if you're in a marching column, so if you're, if you're deeper than you are wide and you uh-huh. march, you can move triple your movement if you're open order. Yeah. O- open order is just better on every level. I get a free quick turn. I'm not yeah. disrupted by dangerous terrain. Mm-hmm. I still get my rank bonuses. You know, um Oh, you don't get the full rank bonus. No, up to the maximum determined by the troop type. It says here. It can claim a rank bonus of plus one for each rank behind the first, up to the maximum by the troop bonus. Um huh. yeah. So yeah, there is no downside to open for open order uh it's i i have a feeling that's only going to be certain units because that's pretty awesome you can't be disrupted you can't be messed up stuff that goes in loose order i'm guessing beastmen huh yeah there is no downside to open order. i read this i'm like that's, that's crazy we already talked about skirmishing uh now um the different characters uh they oh talk- i see what you're saying i got you yeah so open order is going to be units like Knights of the White Wolf. I mean, maybe. Right, because the description, it says... Because there's close order, and then there's open order, and that's a yeah. special rule with every bonus on the planet. So you they're not going to be giving that to everybody. Right. It's just like everyone can't be a skirmisher if they want. Right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, open yeah, order, yeah. Is like you've got all the benefits of, closed, of close order, but there's no disruption on that stuff. There's uh, You can move through the terrain better. Um, it's just, uh, we, you yeah, know, it's, it's great. Yeah, it's, it says every army will have the option to include units that can adopt them. A wise general will make full use of such units to exploit terrain, harass the enemy from unexpected quarters, and protect their own vulnerable flanks. So, pistoliers will have this. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, uh, the mounted outriders from Empire will have this. I bet you the Knights of the White Wolf will have this. Just oh, because probably. of the, Just because of the description. Yeah, it, 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 it makes sense. It, it says, like, does. open order formation, fight in a more individual manner, striking and parrying with sword and buckler, or swinging great double-handed weapons. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I got you. All right, so let's go on to uh, different types of infantry. Yeah. There's regular, heavy, and monstrous. Oh, and then there's swarms, okay? Yeah. Um, basically, if you're regular infantry, you got to be five wide to get rank bonus, maximum two. Yep. Heavy, four wide. Rank bonus maximum two, and they're they're unit strength one. Monstrous infantry is unit strength three, and they only got to be three wide to get their yeah. two rank bonus. Yeah. Uh, swarms don't have to have any. They're strength, unit strength three. They don't get a rank bonus. Right. Um, they don't cause panic. They don't a lot. They don't get to use inspiring. Pre- they're swarms. They're little rat swarms, little snake swarms, little things like that. Whatever. Yep. Snellings. Uh, <laughs> yep. 
Uh, there's light cavalry, heavy cavalry, monstrous cavalry, and war beasts. Um, and it's basically the same thing again. Five per rank, four for, per rank, three per rank. They only get a rank bonus of one. Yeah. War beasts actually get a rank bonus of one. They got to be five across. Yeah, the four per rank thing is new. Yeah, the four per rank for heavy cavalry is or heavy heavy uh, infantry. I don't think they had heavy infantry and heavy cavalry. They had regular no. cav or they had light. Well, they might have had heavy cavalry. They did have heavy cavalry because the they had light cav or was it regular I think, cavalry? I think it was just cavalry, and then they just had light cav was a separate troop type. Okay, but now you got cav- light, heavy, yeah, and monster, yeah. so you got that one in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I remember back in like fifth edition, fourth, fifth edition Warhammer, the standard units were four by four. Right. Remember that? It was they like, were oh, four I took across. A, I took a, yeah, I took a huge unit of twenty guys. Like whoa. You know, I was well, like, <laughs> and I started remember in seventh edition, and that went through up, I think up to sixth, yeah. the four wide, because I had the dwarf book and stuff like that was still the four wide in all the pictures in the book. Was so, it really? Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's rules for. There's a whole split profile for cavalry. Basically, I don't want to read through all these rules. It's the same thing yeah. as the other stuff. Whenever you get the split profile, there's a bunch of rules, and it's basically. Whose strength do you use? Whose speed do you use? Whose attacks yeah. do you use? Yeah, that's and it's all. Gen- and it's generally exactly what you think you would use. Yes, it's it's very obvious, and it and it, we don't yeah. have to sit and go over every bit of it. Yeah. Uh, there's light chariots and heavy chariots. Heavy yeah. chariots don't get a rank bonus, and there's no models per rank. They're usually single models. Yep. Um, they do have scythed wheels, so they get impact hits at armor piercing of negative two. So <laughs> two AP at their impact hits. Nice. Oh, and they're lumbering. There you go. They don't turn very good. Yeah. Um, they don't turn very good, but after you're done choosing, you can pivot around the center up to 90 degrees, but they can't be wheeling and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Light chariots. Um, they have the iron shod wheels. Um, if you, it, But if you go through certain terrain with a light chariot, if you roll, like you have to roll for dangerous terrain test, you take D3 wounds if you fail it. Uh, other things. Basically, uh, you, light chariots can be in ranks of three and get uh, a rank bonus, one rank right. bonus. Light chariots are unit strength three, heavier five. Like it all. It, it. It. I feel like I'm just repeating myself because it all is very similar. It's all yeah based on the same ideas. Um, yep. Yep. And then monsters. Monsters unit strength is the number of wounds it has. Makes sense. Doesn't get a rank bonus and stuff like that. Behemoths, same thing. Um. Mm-hmm. Monstrous creatures are lumbering. Uh, so are behemoths, but behemoths got thunder stomp. Oh yeah. So stomp attacks have AP two, but it can't go against another monster or behemoth. So right. basically, your thunder stomp is the same as your regular stomp, but you get AP two on it, not just your strength. Yeah, that's great. What if we have mega gargants in this? The, uh, that's possible, I suppose. They but had I never, them in. They had them in the in the. Did they have mega gargants? Because the mega gargants, <laughs> they really said, only started growing uh, after Bayamot died. Uh, yeah, that's when mega gargants started happening. Otherwise, they were just plain old gargants all the time. Yeah. Uh, War machines. They have the split profile rules again. War yep. machines are pretty cool. Um, yeah. If a war machine breaks, the crew abandons it. Like if they break the once they yeah. break, it's dead. You don't get to flee and redress. Um, they run away from the machine, and the machine's gone. Yeah. 
Makes uh, sense. Yeah. War machines can pivot on the spot and it doesn't count as moving, so they can basically aim at what they want to aim at. But if it loses a round of combat and falls back in good order or give ground, it could still do that, apparently. Well, I guess so. So, yeah, because that's the note, right? But that's if you break and flee. So, yeah, you could still get, yeah, yeah, but if you break or flee. If you break and flee, you're gone. You're just dead. There's no, you can reform later. Right. Now we're on to command groups. Um, now there's a lot of rules here and I, I know I've missed some of them. Um, command groups, uh, consist of if you purchase them, cause they're usually extra, you get a champion, a musician and a standard bear. Yeah. Standard bear has to be in the front rank in the middle spot Yep. and your musician and your champion have to be next to him on either side. Yep. No more shenanigans. Yep. You can't put them in the back. You can't hide them behind a bunch of, of heroes, um, they have to be in the front. Um, and you can, and if you attack and do damage to the mu- the musician, um, the, basically the musician and the standard bear. If you direct attacks against them, it, you just take off models off the back like you did before. You can't target them really, like for yeah. killing, uh, because if someone drops the mu- the the drum, somebody else picks it up. If somebody drops the banner, somebody else picks it up. So you cannot take them out. In fact, um, the rules for champions are so long. There's so many. Okay, and we're not. <laughs> I don't want to go over them. They they have different equipment. They have different shooting in combat. They um, enemy models and base contact. Okay, you can direct your attacks at the champion. So yes. if you're in if you're in base contact, you can attack the champion directly. He can die and go he away. Might, right. you, like remember, you you always would say, "All right, I'm going to throw one of these attacks at the champion." Because if you can kill him and get him out of the way, any bonuses he has, then he can't block up. He, you know, right. They can't uh, accept challenges because they can accept challenges. So that goes oh, away, yeah. too. Yeah. So remember, like, a lot of times you'll, like, wipe out the front rank. All right, now my champion gets to fight because he's still there. You can't, he's still in the, he's yeah. still in the front rank. You can't take out champions with shooting unless they're the only model left in the unit. Or yeah. you got a special rule that says you can. Right. Pick up and eat. Yeah. Target and a template. Uh, if a champion is hit by a shooting attack and there are five or more models in there, um, on a two plus, you could pass. So you could aim at the champion with shooting, but Uh, I could pass it off if there's five or more models, rank and file models in the unit. I got, yeah, like a, like a sniper shot or something. Yeah. If you're trying to take him out, you can, as long as you've got five or more rank and file models in the unit, they can jump in front of the bullet. Yeah. Um, a champion is not counted among casualties caused by enemy attacks in combat unless they're the last model or they directed it directly at them. Um, and it's crazy. So first to go uh, is the musician. If like, they, You can't take them out. So the last three models in your unit is your command, and you have mm-hmm. to pick the musician first, I think. <laughs> uh, standard bear is slain. Uh, bu- 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 uh, you can't use a standard bear unless... It and the champion are the layout. So first is the musician, then yeah. the standard bearer, then the champion. If you kill a unit with a standard bearer in close combat, not shooting, not magic, close yeah. combat, kill the unit, Capture. you get their banner. Right. That was a thing before. Yep. There was 100 points for every banner. No, now I think it's like yeah, 25 points for the banner and 50 points for the, the battle standard, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um. You get plus one to your combat result if you yep. have a banner. 
Uh, what else? Uh, plus one. Wait a minute. Plus one to leadership when you have to rally if you have a musician. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, if you want to march within an you know enemy sighted, you're within eight inches of a of a of an enemy unit. You want to march. Plus one if you have a musician. Yeah. So the the musician gives you a plus one if you're tied. No, no. I'm saying if you want to march. Oh, but yeah. you. you no, no. If like if there's an enemy within eight inches and I want to march, I get yes. a plus one oh, modifier. Plus one modifier. Oh, I see. To the leadership, yes. if I want to march. Yes. And then you are correct, though. Um, if the if the combat results in a tie, musicians give you a plus one. You only count them if it's a tie, and yep. if you both have one, it's still a tie. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Now characters have like a hundred pages. It's literally ten pages of character rules. Yeah, it's. Just- uh, your general is whoever has your highest leadership. Was that the way it was before? I think it was. Um, I or was that just with the no? Because oh, that's right. Because it was always the, no. If if you have multiple characters with the same highest leadership, you could pick. But if you had if you're if you have the the model with the highest leadership has to be your general. Um, is that what it was? No. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was because the, remember the high elves for a while back in like sixth edition yeah. intrigue at court, and that one you would roll randomly to see who would yeah. get to because they would, and sometimes they didn't have the highest leadership, and that sucked for you yeah, because your wizard was your general, your leadership eight wizard. And yeah, and now all of your prince is standing there, right? His leadership ten. He's like, I'm not the general. What's going on here? Yep. Yeah, that was dumb. Uh, battle standard uh if the battle standard dies it's and even if he's in a unit nobody else picks that up if he dies he dies yeah. uh plus one combat bonus so if you have a banner you get a plus one combat bonus if you have a battle standard you get another another plus one i have a quick question yes. on standards mm-hmm. if you standard okay you only capture a standard if you catch a fleeing unit yeah or if you That's destroy the unit completely yeah, that's how it was before. Because it, it could get lost in the shuffle. You could just, like, you could kill. If you killed the the champion, was the only guy left. And then he passed his break test. And then you kill the champion the next turn. You didn't get the standard. Right? Is, I don't think that. Uh, I don't know. I, I just thought. It, I thought if you. I thought if you killed them. Uh, I, I don't know. Well, yeah. here, let's go back to capturing banners. Where was the, where? Says uh, so trophies of war. Standard. standard. Uh, yeah, the fleeing unit is run down. Units destroyed in combat by enemy. Its standards claimed as a trophy. Hmm. I guess if it, a fleeing I guess unit I, is run down by an enemy unit, or if a unit is destroyed in combat by an enemy unit, its standards yeah. claimed. I don't. I guess if you, the champion's the last guy there. Eventually, and if he then, if he dies, then, then you yeah, get the banner either I guess way. You, you would still get it. Yeah. But the only way to get if they get away was that that was was that in the old rules though. Like if I killed and the champion ran away, I didn't get the banner because he was still alive. And even if I killed him, I don't think I got the banner. But now, if I the unit's killed, you get the banner. At least that's what I it says. That's, I believe that's and right. I'm assuming that that is the way. It, like once the unit's dead, if it had a banner, you get it. Yeah, because if if this edition did anything, it was let's clean up the rules. Yes, yes. So the only way you can cap, you have to run down the unit. If it yeah. flees off the battlefield, you don't capture their right. Stand. Yeah, either complete destruction during the right. combat phase because like uh, yeah. uh, undead units would have banners, but they would never flee. So that's right. The only if way they you crumbled, get, yeah. If you crumbled, you would get you it. got it. Yeah, if you kill or if you yeah. just wiped it out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see. Character and troop types. Mounted characters. They talk about this. That's um, They might increase, increase your toughness or wounds. It'll just be listed on their profile. Yeah. Uh, split profiles with written monsters. Go, oh, I don't want to go over all the split profiles. We already explained a lot of that split profile stuff is just if you're on something, this is, you know, if it stomps, it uses the monster's strength, not yours. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. You know, it's it's pretty simple, but there's a lot of these, and I don't want to go through every last bit of it. Lone characters. Um, there is stuff about lone characters can get a lookout, sir, if they're within like three inches of a infantry Friendly unit. Yeah. I think it's got to have at least five characters or five models in it. Unless they're closer. Yeah. Now, if I'm within three, but I'm closer than they are to the enemy that's coming, at, that's, sh- you know, shooting at me, I can't get lookout, sir, from guys behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look all this up uh, in the in this stuff, uh, in the rules, because this is stuff that's got a lot of pictures and where people go, positioning in units. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, they're, if they can fit as the same size... And they, I remember this. So if I got guys on 25 mil bases and I have a 25 mm-hmm. mil hero, he goes mm-hmm. in the front rank. He cannot displace my three, uh, my command unit, but he yeah. can go next to them, right? If he can't fit, he goes in the back rank, not them. Fair enough. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think they show that's 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 something different. I'm gonna I'm getting to that. Oh, but okay, if he yeah. fi- if he yeah. fits, if he's the same base size as the rest of that unit. Mm-hmm. He goes in the front rank unless he can't yeah. fit because you can't displace the command unit. Right, uh, so this remember, one shows you, you could you could hide wizards in the second rank, right? Sure well, and now that. you can still do it because yeah. if you got the front rank full, they can go in the back rank. But um, uh, they can't cast spells from back there. Oh, they can't. Interesting. Because you need line of sight in this game now. They can't see anything. Really. No, yeah. I thought I thought whatever was the oh, maybe I'm wrong. Okay, uh, what's interesting though is in one of the examples, there's a, a hero on a mount, and it's on a 25 by 50, which was the old cav base. Mm-hmm. So in a unit of 25 mil models, he yeah. can go right there in the front rank. He'll just yeah. the back half of him will be in the back rank because he fits yeah. perfectly. Now yeah. a unit of 25 mil models, and then you get a 40 mil hero. He just I tacks s- onto the side. Yeah, I assume what is that thing? That's some kind of orc. Yeah, those are those are little. Those seem those to be little, those go- are goblins on twenty fives. And that then must be. It's a orc bully or an orc boss. I don't know. On a forty, sure. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, character. Oh, if a character joins a unit that's under effect of a spell, it becomes under the effect of spell. If a character's under the effect of spell, it joins a unit. The unit becomes affected by the spell. Yeah. Uh, that's all clean. That that was all. Yeah. Remember that was always a big thing. We're right. like, oh. I'm going to have that character who's being burned alive right now. He's going to join this unit, and then the effects go away. Like, what? Like, no. No, that's that's the rule. I'm like, oh, God. Does well, it clean that it, up? Yep. At least it explains it. Yeah, or if, a, or if a unit was on fire, the character could just leave, and he wasn't affected by it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> if a unit's joined by a character and it flees, the character has to flee with it. Yeah. If it's run down, character's dead. Yeah. Uh, they talk about leaving a unit. A character may leave a unit during the remaining move subphase by simply moving away from the unit before it makes its own move. However, if the unit cannot move in this phase for any reason, the character can't leave it. Once they've moved away, it's no longer joined to the unit. Yeah. So you have to leave a unit during the remaining move subphase, and you either flee or charge with the unit. So you can't charge out of the unit because you are part of that unit, which is interesting. Um, That's what we were talking about before. Yep. Uh, there, movement, there's two, measuring, there's the, yeah. yeah. There's the too many characters thing. Uh, the 
how a character has to be in the back rank. So now this is it, wait. So where where are you reading this part? So too many characters on page two hundred nine. Okay. Unless a unit contains only a single rank, its fighting rank cannot attain more characters than it does rank and file models. So if I got a unit five wide and I got my three command, I can have two mm-hmm. characters there. That's it. So you have another character who joins the unit. Uh, if it does, one or more must retire from combat. Yeah. It moves through the ranks to take up a position away from the fighting rank. Can So I just thought that would be like the second rank. Yeah, so you go to the second rank. Okay, it can't make any attacks or have any attacks directed at them, confers no benefit to the unit in the form of leadership, special rules, or anything else. Okay, yeah. He's um, just sitting there. So if Remember your character's people, in the second rank, he's yeah. just, he's nothing. Nothing. People used to do that. People used to do that with, like, their vampires and stuff. Oh, yeah. I've played against it. I've played yeah. against a, I've played against a unit of uh, three command models and two... Uh, Two guy, two uh, vampire lords uh, on on horses, mm-hmm. or whatever, and then uh, you got a necromancer in the in the second rank, cast yep. casting magic and stuff like that. Yep. And I can't hit him. Nope. And that's when I'm sitting there trying to put all my attacks on the vampire because if the vampire died, he had to move up, and then he was yeah. vulnerable. I like that if you try to pack it and put them in the second rank, they don't get any of their stuff. Doesn't I didn't get to I, do anything. I missed that, and that's awesome. Yeah. Challenges. So glad they cleaned this crap up. So uh, characters can issue challenges. Uh, the attacker gets to choose first. If he chooses not to, the defender can. Uh, any hero or champion can issue or accept a challenge. And it, you're try- supposed to try to get them together, uh, put them you know, in base to base if you can. Uh, if you refuse a challenge, you go... Move through the ranks, take position away from the fighting rank. Cannot make any attack. So basically, you go if if you choose not to fight, you go to the second rank, and you mm-hmm. don't count as anything. Don't they do anything. They can't go to the fighting rank while their unit is engaged with the enemy model that issued the challenge. They are far too occupied with their cowardice. <laughs> um, Fantastic. Sometimes you can't refuse a challenge. Yeah. You know, if you're the last model in the unit, or you're not part of a unit. Yeah, or if you are engaged in all four arcs, if you're completely surrounded, there's nowhere to run. You have to fight. Yeah. Uh, so fighting a challenge, basically, they fight each other, and they're the only ones who fight each other. And I was thinking about this because I know what we had talked about earlier, and I yeah. and I know what it says here, and I'm certain that they'll FAQ it, but I, I think I've got <laughs> this figured out. Uh-huh. So I fight a challenge. You and I are the only ones fighting each other. Yeah, Models engaged champion. in the cha- Okay. There's a champion fighting a... Empire so, General on Griffin. Once a challenge has been accepted, the combatants yep. will direct all their attacks against one another in initiative order. While the challenge is ongoing, other models engaged in the same combat cannot direct their attacks against either of the dueling models. Yep. So combat goes through rounds. Uh-huh. We fight rounds, okay? So uh, you try to move them together. If I hack them apart and do more, more damage than he has, I can yep. get up to five bonus Overkill. Combat res for overkill. So you which get is, his wound plus five. Which is why if I kill you mm. and I have a mount who hasn't attacked yet, the mount mm-hmm. still has to attack because it still counts yes. towards overkill. Yes. Uh, you keep fighting in your challenge until one of you is dead. Yeah. Uh, or somebody breaks or whatever. Yeah. If either are mounted, the mount must direct his attacks. and that Okay, so that counts for overkill. So here's what mm-hmm. I was thinking about this. Because I know we talked about there was some uh, battle report and somebody after the uh, the guy came in wiped yeah. out the champion. 
Yeah. And then the guy moved over and said, now I can fight you. Cause the, yeah. But here's the thing. Yeah. The challenge isn't over. Yeah. I challenged you for this round of combat. That challenge, yeah. it's just like anything else. If I declare I, something, it's yeah. for the full round. I agree now, with you. The next they, round, yeah. the next round of combat, if mm-hmm. we were fighting in the next round, could he move over and attack? Of course, because the challenge is over. But right. while that round it's happening, if I will come and wipe you out, you don't get to yeah. de- uh, then attack me with everything you have. That's I, it makes no sense. Made they no were, sense. So. They were fighting it like it was initiative based. Well, you do fight an initiative order yeah. in a challenge, but, but they were saying, but they were saying it goes for the whole thing. Like, the, but the Empire General goes in; he's got highest initiative, ganks the Tomb King champion, kills him, and then the Tomb King champion, who has or the, the Tomb King who's got a lower initiative, moves over and then cracks the Empire nope, General because he's play the, of skulls. Because in this round of combat, he I is in combat. So I agree with you. anyone it's trying to ridiculous. play that different. I wouldn't go with. No, it's stupid. All right, because that that would give you that would give you an advantage if you had a low initiative. <laughs> it's like, huh? No, That's makes ridiculous. no sense. No. I don't want to hear that nonsense. I, I have a question about characters. Yes. When do they get to slide around in the unit? What do you mean? Okay, so remember, I think there used to be a thing like, what if a character say he's on the corner of a unit, uh-huh. right? And the Bretonian general charges the other corner of the unit where maximizes his base so he's in combat with like three guys that one of those three guys is not the tomb king general right like why would you on purpose charge the tomb king general right right can the tomb king general slide over to fight or is Um, he stuck over there i don't okay um a character's unit is engaged in combat may sometimes be required to move through the ranks just simply move the character Displacing other models required so that it occupies the desired space within or adjacent to the appropriate rank. So yeah, if if you yeah if you attack me on the flank, if I'm uh-huh. not engaged in combat, I can move to where the combat is. Okay, it it shows it in the in the diagrams here and everything. So that's 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 B right? Yeah. So so it's yeah. like yeah. So it shows unit A, which is a character in its front rank, is charged on the flank. Character moves through the ranks into the fighter, and he just moves over there. Okay, and then units exactly characters adjacent. You, you oh, use. and if you're in a unit, you, and if they're shooting at you, and they can target you once again, you get the lookout, sir. So on yeah. a two up, somebody right. else takes the bullet. But I mean, this shows like a flank hit. I assume the same thing takes place if you're charging the unit in the front, but it's like a single model charges in. Yeah, and your I, yeah, hero is, I can. Yeah, okay. you can. Yeah, but you, you can could do you could do is. things like you could charge with a couple of different units, and you could pin character in place couldn't yeah, he? Because so he is he, fighting. Well I mean then he would but then if he wanted to fight the 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 character model that was uh-huh. attacking, then he would just declare a challenge. And hopefully the guy didn't have anything else to, to throw at him. But, but, but maybe he's got like a champion that can just go do yeah. the challenge. I mean there's a lot of things that can happen. Yeah. But yeah, that's all different yeah. and stuff. Okay, let's, I was just I was just wondering about sure. that dynamic that was still in here. And no, no. Yeah, okay. It makes sense. Uh let's talk weapons. Yeah. Weapons have a range. Weapons have a strength. Weapons have an armor piercing. Uh, used to be, yeah, uh, different. if your strength three was average, strength four gave you, it basically was one AP. Yeah. Strength five was two AP. Now yeah. strength and AP are completely different. Yeah. So you have a range. If it says combat, that's melee. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if it's got numbers, it's got numbers. Strength that's- is the strength. If it's just uh, S. You know, or as user is whatever your your character strength is. Uh, some weapons will give you bonuses. This example here is a flail is strength plus two. Armor piercing. Oh. This is always there. So AP two, 
So the flail gives minus two and requires two hands because there's a special mm-hmm. rule there. Then there's a note. Sometimes there's notes. Flail strength modifier only applies during the first round of combat. Right. This is why having AP on this is such a big deal because they didn't mm-hmm. used to have this. No. So a flail, if I'm strength three, I don't have any AP. A flail would make me strength five, which gave me two AP in the old game. Mm-hmm. But it's only good in the first round of combat. Yeah, so if yeah. I don't kill him in the first round, now it's yeah. regular. I lose it all. And because it goes back to strength three, I lose all that AP. Yeah. This is interesting. That's not giving armor penetration based on your strength. But based makes, on the weapon. Based on the weapon now, it makes things a lot tougher. Well, yeah. Because, well, th- I mean, the only difference is, like here, like I said, this, the, the modifier only applies the first round of combat. Yeah. The the strength bonuses just help your to wound roll. Yeah. So if I'm really strong and I can hit you really hard, it's a better chance I'm going to wound you. Yeah. But the armor piercing is based on the weapon. Is it spiky? Yeah. Is it slashy? Is it whatever? I, right. I like it. I do too. I, I just think it, it just makes things a lot. You're gonna get you're gonna get troops that get to make their save a lot more often. Which I uh, maybe. think maybe. No, I, I think don't know. I don't know about that because uh, a lot of these things. It's uh, you know I get this on the charge or I get this here, but AP yeah. is always there. I'm always messing your armor save I, with this I, AP. I agree, but I think AP is it's a fairly uncommon rule. I think think 40k has it all the time. But I mean, 40k does. I'm talking about for this game. No, well, I mean, it's well, it's not uncommon. Every every weapon has an AP. But like your standard weapon, your standard weapon has no AP. Right, your basic hand weapon has none. A basic two handed weapon has no AP. Like. Like gun, like but you okay, know. flails two, great weapons two, halberds yeah, but, one, Morningstar but not, one, but not, but not a lot of things. Like specialized troops have those weapons, right? Your basic troops are just going to have exactly. that, their strength. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's move on to weapons, uh, missile weapons, because we, uh, well, we uh, we didn't get to cover all. I mean, I'm not covering every weapon. You know, they have special rules. We've talked about all the special rules. They're listed there. They're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, missile weapons, same thing. Uh, they've got a range. They don't have combat listed range. They got anywhere from twelve to thirty inches. Um, they got a set strength. Not a lot of AP. AP in uh, handguns and pistols, but not in uh, bows. bows it seems stuff, like. Right, right. Um, and they cr- they reduce the crossbows AP of don't have AP. Right. right. Remember, handguns used to be AP two. Were they? Yeah, they had an extra point of AP. Now they're strength four. Which was normal, which would have been normal AP one back in the old game. And they, but they used to be they used to be AP two. Oh, now they're AP now they, one now, armor bane one. Armor so bane, if you roll exactly. the wound, you get the AP two. Uh-huh. If you get a good wound in there. Uh-huh. All right. Uh crossbows don't have AP. Uh thrown weapons don't either, but they got a lot of different things with different rules. A lot of armor a lot of armor bane in the crossbows. Yes. So sixes to wound will get you that AP. And a much farther range. Mm-hmm. Um, armor. All right. If you have no armor, uh, no armor is considered to have an army value of seven, Seven. which means you got to pass, uh, a six. And if you roll to save sixes, you then reroll and have to get a four up for them to count. That's an armor. That's an armor value of seven. Mm -hmm. Um, that's cool. Uh, now, if you had no armor and you put on a shield, it would give you an armor value of six. Light armor, six. Heavy armor, five. Full plate, four. We've talked about that. Maximum armor value is a two plus. Any bonuses right. that take it beyond that are have no effect. Right. So, 
Like the big mounted knights are going to have a two up. Question. Mm-hmm. If you gave me something that gave me a negative one to my armor and I had that extra stuff that is just ignored or negated, would I still be at a two then? I Let's, think so. Yeah, if I had enough to get me to a one, I would still mm-hmm. only be at a two because yeah. I can't get yep. better than a two. Right. But if you put me at a negative one, mm-hmm. would I still be at a two? I believe so. Because I think that's because once you once you put them all together. Yeah. Any bonuses, be they granted by equipment, special rules, spells, or from other source would improve a model's armor further, have no effect. Yeah, so I guess if, you, if you're doing it. Um, so the way you get the two up is full plate armor, barding, shield. And a shield, yep. Because mm-hmm. a shield does increase their value by one. So if you go with hand oh. weapon shield, then you do get a plus one to your armor save, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. And once again, if you have uh, two hand weapon, a two handed weapon requires two hands, you can still have a shield and use it against shooting attacks or magic. Yeah, yeah. Um, wizards can't wear armor unless they got special armor, like chaos warriors. Yeah, and their chaos warrior wizard will get to use his armor. Right. Um, then we've got the big war machines. War machines. They have a lot of rules. Oh, yeah. But you look, it's mostly cumbersome. Move or shoot. Multiple wounds. What's through and through? Oh, here that's we go. Bolt throw. That's, the, that's the bolt throw. Oh, right. that's shoot right. Through ranks. So if I hit mm-hmm. the first rank guy, mm-hmm. uh, one hit per rank, one you hit per file. Okay. Right. You, you dra- and you drop a point of strength per model. A bolt can create, to represent this, a minus one strength character to each hit after the first. The yeah. yeah, so bolt throwers are strength. Well, they used to be some Strength of them. Strength six. Yeah, that's so the that's first the one I go through, one. and if it's if it successfully hits, I go to the next guy, whether I wound him or not. Uh, oh, I think you. Um, yeah, if the roll to hit is successful, the shot causes yeah. one hit per. Ra- oh, it just causes one hit per rank at descending. Right. So, right. well, however many ranks it is, and when it gets down to zero, it's dead. Right. But strength, strength six means strength six, toughness three. Need a. It, I could I could go I could hit six guys because I could have yeah. a strength six a strength five a strength four a strength three a strength two and then a strength one yes nice mm-hmm. and it keeps the AP three no matter what the strength is so it's still hard to save against it if it's if it's hitting you but the right. strength goes down so it's harder to wound right so but it does hit every guy even if it doesn't wound you it went through you <laughs> or maybe it just went under your arm I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she fell off a horse. I didn't look too close. Uh, stone throwers have special rules because they got to drop the target. You have to put it dead in the center. We kind of talked about this. And then it scatters. And um, so you get a Oh, so if you're under the central hole, you get a hit with higher strength. All other hits are used, uh, used with the normal strength and armor piercing. Uh, if they have indirect fire, you don't have to be able to see them. They just have to be within range. And they have a misfire table. Yeah. I like back. misfires. Yep. Um, basically, if you roll really well, you might just not shoot this turn. If you roll okay, you don't shoot this turn, and you don't shoot next turn. Uh, if you roll a one, you blow up. <laughs> it just dies. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. And the dwarves will have runes to mitigate this. Yeah. Cannons have a different set of rules for rolling. You can check that out. Basically, they roll uh, how far did the shoot shot go, and did it keep bounce, or did it stick in the ground? You basically yeah. a, pick a spot. You pick a spot in your range, 
the first rolling artillery yeah, guy. Rolling artillery guy, and it moves that your, plus whatever the roll is. Yeah, if you your, roll the, your guess plus yeah, yeah, and, bounces and the it. artillery die is either uh, bullseye two four six eight ten. Yep. So if you roll a bullseye, it hits where you point, and it sticks in the mud. <laughs> it doesn't move. Yeah. If you don't have an artillery die, you can use a D6. Yeah, you can figure the, it out. And the just double it, and the six is a misfire. Oh, yeah, double it, and the six is a misfire. Uh, that works. And then um, if it doesn't misfire, if it actually shoots and goes the distance, then you roll a second dice for see how far it bounces. Yeah. And then it basically does the same thing, one per one per rank. Yeah. Remember the old 10 from the back? It's yep. back. 10, 10 from, from the, the back, back is back. Uh, and then it's got grape shot, which is you can use can- things differently. Organ guns, mortars. There's uh, rules for all this. Fire throwers. But now, but now you have a you have a much higher chance of saving a cannonball hit. Uh, yes. Bec- well, it's AP two or AP three. But yeah, before it was strength mm-hmm. ten, which was AP seven, and nobody yeah, you, no you, you can no armor save. Right. So now now you, you do shoot. Yeah, now you shoot your cannon at a demi grip knight. He's got a two up save. Smack with the cannonball minus two. You're I auto, made a four. You're, you're fine. You're auto hit if you li- if you underneath that line that goes through the unit. Yep. So you're auto hit. I'm just rolling to wound, and if I wound, then you get your save at AP minus two. But it's going to go through there and hit everybody. Yeah. So they kind of like made war machines less deadly. A little bit. Is, a little bit. Yeah, because they used to be, and plus they're D three wounds. It used to be D six for the big yeah. cannon. Now the big cannon is D three plus one. Right. So they did yeah. dial those back a lot. Yeah, they sure did. That's that's not bad. I don't have a problem with that. No, because they were they were way too powerful before. Um, if you hit uh, if you hit a behemoth or a monstrous creature, that just stops. So if you shoot right. at them, it hits them. It's donezo. Yep. Uh, there's special organ guns, mortars, fire throwers. Uh, good. That's okay. So that's that's all the cool weapons. That's all the cool um, rules. Now there's go through sections on battlefield terrain. These, now it's some of these, some of the pictures of the troops. I gotta say, the uh, the base troops on twenty fives. Yep, they look pretty cool. Yeah, I'm glad they increased the base size a little bit. There was that weird article in the in the in, in the Warhammer community. Did you see that? Yeah. They went in with the old molds and just basically tried to spruce them up a bit. Yeah. So and and give them some extra, so they're not exactly the same old models. They're basically yeah. the same models, but they've improved them, so they're not as yeah. bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, some of the big stuff, like there's not a lot of details on the whole. So horse are the cab bases a little bigger, or are they? The I same? think they are. I don't think they're twenty five by fifty anymore. I think they're thirty by. They're slightly bigger. Certain. Is that right? I uh, I honestly don't. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't even gotten to that stuff yet. I'm still going I'm still just trying to get all the rules together, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so let me get this straight. So there's that picture of Empire Man on page mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. So there's there's the great swords. They're in a five by four, so there's twenty. Now the unit of halberdiers back there that's a unit of eight by three. Mm-hmm. That's okay. So I don't see any ten wide units. You could do a ten wide unit, right? Yeah. I mean, there's but, there's no. I don't think there's any there, rules. There's, no, there's no benefits to that. Right? No, it used to be you get that extra rank stuff because then when you went ten wide, yeah. you're a horde. That stuff is gone, and thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. So now, if your unit has that horde rule, it'll be in its keyword. Basically, mm-hmm. it'll say yeah, it'll be that rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right. So uh, when you want to write an army list, the recommended size of the game is 2,000 points. You have to have at least three non-character units that is not a swarm, a war beast, or a war machine. So you got to have actual three units. you got to have a general. And then it basically talks about how to write a list. Um, your yeah. army composition, um, they have armies of infamy, which was that thing I was talking about where in, this, in the Tomb Kings book. They've got, you could take a regular Tomb King army or you could take an army of infamy. Got slightly different rules and limits to what units you can take. If you want to take uh, something fancy, you know, to have a fancy themey unit or themey yeah. army, you can do that. Uh, what else? Uh, they talk about, you know, characters, core, special, and rare. I do like that they now have a mix of things. Like, they remember, you used to have to take a minimum of three core units. Yeah. And that was it. So, well, you, were, you had to take a minimum of three, and then you could only take two rare. Yep. And I think it was. Now I they go by limit on special. Was it? Now they've got yeah. perc- mix of percentages and numbers. So now twenty five percent of your army has to be core. Start off at yeah. least. Yeah. Everything else is up to, but you have yeah. to have twenty five percent core basic troops, um, and then the rest is divided up in different amounts. Um, so uh, then they talk about mercenaries. If you hire mercenaries and stuff like that, you actually have to roll on the mercenary chart. <laughs> uh, but you roll on a two up, they do what they're supposed to do. But if you roll a one for them, then you got to roll to see what bad things happen because your mercenaries suck. Yeah. Uh, you can create allied contingents. Allied contingents is interesting. You can take up to 25% of your army as an allied contingent. That's taking a whole other army, and it's basically a small army in your army. Right. It has to have its own general. It has to have a minimum of one non-character unit. So you got to have at least two units. you got to have a general and a unit. And there's all sorts of special rules about the allied contingent. Basically, they can't mix with your stuff and use your stuff, and you can't use their stuff. Yeah, I think um, they I'm have. I'm gonna d- guess. I'm gonna guess if there's a, like most tournaments won't allow this. Yeah, but because they because they, <laughs> they've got to, they've got uneasy allies, suspicious <laughs> yeah. allies like this. That's it's a lot cool. Of rules Read to keep it track of. for some narrative fun. That could be cool. Yeah, that's a lot because, of stuff to keep track. Of. And you'd also need a list of. Who are suspicious allies? Who are things? Because exactly. they have had that before. I've seen that with forty k. These guys will. Yeah. These guys will be together. These guys are allies. These guys are allies of convenience. These guys are allies of desperation. Right. And these guys will never be allies. Period. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be pick an army list that's from your book only. That kind of thing. Yeah. Now, what's interesting here is it says up to three thousand points, you should have a forty-four by sixty table, which is the yeah. AOS size table, and I think the forty k size table. Over 3,000 points. Now, 44 by 60 is 3 foot 8 by 5 foot. Yeah. Over 3,000 points, they say 44 by 90, which is basically 3 foot 8 by 7.5 foot. They increased the the width of the board by 50%. But I'm looking at... If you go over 3,000 points. Yeah. So I'm just, but, but it says right above that, it says size of battlefield. I was looking at this earlier. A battlefield measuring 48 by 72 upon a flat, stable surface is normal. However, players may find the size of their battlefield limited by space available. Oh, so minimum size yeah. is listed here. Yes, so you yes. can use, basically, if you got a 2,000 to 3,000, you can they use... Want you, they want you to use a 4 by 6. But they're saying if you have mats and stuff already set up for AOS, you could totally use those because the you 44 by 60 is legal. But 4 by yeah. 6 is what they want you to play yeah, on, they which want is you, fine. Yeah, if you're, if you're playing this game... You need to you need a four you need a four foot by, you know, 
Ah, uh, yeah. Six foot eight. I'm three four foot by eight six by, is well. Yeah. Four uh, by six Forty-four by sixty doesn't bother me though. I couldn't care less about that stuff. Yeah. Uh, talks about game length, victory points. This part gets a little weird. Okay. If you kill an army, you get as many points as that unit. Or if you kill a unit, you get as many points as it costs. This is how you win the game: getting points. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if they're fleeing at the end of the battlefield, they're yeah. worth half their points. Yeah. Okay. If they're less than 25% of their unit, they're worth 25 points. So if yep. they're less than 25% and they're fleeing, are they worth 75? I would think so. Fleeing units are worth 50%, but if it's less than 25% of unit starting strength, you get victory points equal to 25% of its cost. Yeah, I don't think those things are mutually exclusive. No, I don't think they are at all. So if, so yeah. that's when you get wiped down to those last little bits and you're fleeing and you have to roll a, a snake eyes to, yeah. to to rally and yeah. nobody's going to catch you because you just keep running and now you're way away from the battle. I still get points for you. Yeah. Of course, if you run off the board, because that's fled off the battlefield, if you keep fleeing. Yeah. So if you haven't fled yet, but you're almost there, I'll still get points. Yeah. 100 points for the general. Yeah, I remember that. 50 points for every standard. Yeah. Um, there's scenario objective and special things for that as well. And now they've got uh, battlefield scenario, different, you know, battle uh, battle plans. I remember they, there was like people like game, like people wouldn't take standards on purpose. Because they didn't want to give those points. Yeah, you don't want to give up those points. Why that was a I lot of times I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I don't take it in units that I think are going to die. I take it right. in units I think might need it, but I'm not going to put it in my grunt unit that's going to get wiped out. Why am I yeah. handing out points? Yeah. Um, so you get six scenarios. After that, they talk about campaign battles, which has six scenarios, but depending, you play the first one, and then depending on who wins, it goes to these different scenarios. Right. Basically, this could almost be any in any order you want, but it goes through. So, uh, and then depending on who wins, um, so it'll show you if you get a minor or major victory as you do this. Yeah. And if you're playing in a league, they have uh, you get uh, campaign points, and that's for uh, the different level of your victory. Um, then they talk about narrative battles and being and having open play. And then they have, uh, they actually have someone coming in as a GM, as a game master, someone who right. can run. Uh, when we played Mighty Empires, I don't, I, I know one season I didn't play. Oh, jeez. Uh, I came in dead last one season, and I was just like, oh, I'm kind of, and I was running it, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm just gonna run it. <laughs> and what? I, but when, when everyone sent in their orders, I would play it up. Like at the end of the week, I would send out reports. Yeah, like this is the different things that happen in the battles. These people. So when I, when I had, so I said, you know, always send me anything really cool that happened. So that way, when we're playing Mighty Empires, as you're claiming new stuff and stuff's happening, I could put down the cool reasons why it happened because of your little battle. It is kind of fun to do that. And then they got all sorts of random tables to set up your narratives and different uh, surprise uh, things. We are almost done. Did you know that? I think That's we're fantastic. in fact we're down to magic. Let's take our last yeah, magic let's take a and break. Magic items. Let's take a break and run through magic when we're back. Cool. Hello friend. Are you enjoying listening to Garage Hammer as much as me? Yes. Very good. Dave and Chris are away on a break, but my friend we can make the most of it. They will be back. Come sit back. Get comfortable. 
Let's listen to what else they have to say to us. No? Okay, we're back. Yo. Um, there are four pages of really cool lore here about the realms of magic and how magic works and how it happened and the elves and how come they can see the different yeah. lores of magic now. I suggest people read that. We will talk about that at a later time. Probably when we talk about the uh, mostly when we talk about uh, the uh, forces of fantasy and we start talking about the uh, the high elves and stuff like that. But there's some pretty cool stuff here. Um, your wizard level determines how many spells you know. Mm-hmm. And every lore, there's eight of them, have a signature spell and then six. No, they're numbered one through six each spell. So if I have four spells. I roll four dice, and I keep re-rolling duplicates till I don't have them, which yeah. is different because before, if I had duplicates, I could just pick. Right, you roll four. You roll yeah. You roll four dice, one, one, two, three. So cool. then I get one, two, three, and then I would pick. pick. Now yeah. you re-roll the one until it doesn't match. Yeah, there is no picking. The only time to pick is there is a signature spell. If you don't want, if you can give up one of the spells you rolled for the signature spell. Yeah. But and not, none of these, not n- none of these are like game changers. <laughs> there's some pretty cool stuff, but there is there's some cool stuff. There's not like uh, the ma- the vortex is almost all work the same, and every lore has them. What's yeah. cool is if you read a bit of the fluff and the little the the specifics on how they hit you yeah. is what's cool. Like the flaming, the fire thing has flaming attacks, but it's not very strong attacks. The one that's supposed to be a rampaging monster, as that thing moves. It hits you really hard. Yeah. And then there's another one that's the the dark portal or something like that. You put that template down. That one causes fear. Like, it's really cool because yeah, it's, it's like neat. this lore, they have this, and this is what it's doing. Um, yeah. I'm so glad the roll an initiative test. Did you bake it? Good. You're unaffected. Did you fail it? You die. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. that's I'm so yeah. glad that's gone. Uh, they got six types of spells, magic missiles, magic vortex. I just talked about the vortex. Uh, conveyance, it's a movement spell. A yeah. hex, an enchantment, or a sail. So let's kind of talk. Let's talk battle magic. Yeah. That's our first magic uh, spell. Now, um, like I said, they all have a magical vortex, and they're all yeah. pretty cool. Those usually cast on a nine, and it says, uh, like, like they're the, the battle magic one, they have one of magic. There's this pillar of fire. It remains in play. I think all of the vortexes remain yeah, in play. Do. You put a three-inch template down, and then it moves D6 inches, and any yeah, unit, just, yeah, boom, takes damage. And they all kind of do that. Some of them are random, and some of them are the casters choosing, I think. Uh, possibly. Vortex of Chaos. Uh, yeah, it's the, random. Random is direction. Dangerous train. 2D6 in a random direction. So, Okay. <laughs> Any unit, friend or foe, suffers D6 plus one strength three hits with AP dash because that's the vortex of... Yeah, they all have something different. So yeah. I just want to point out a couple that I thought were cool. If you have anyone you want to point out, Battle Magic. Hammerhand is the signature spell. Now, this guy has... They have fireballs. They got a lot of flaming attacks here. Um, this is one that has that Curse of Arrow attraction, which we know from the Lumineth Realm Lords. It just makes it easier to hit you. Yeah, uh, but Hammerhand, the signature spell, cast on a seven. A single enemy unit the caster is engaged in combat with. So now my wizard's in combat. Who knows battle magic? Two D three strength four hits with AP two. Now I don't want to get him into combat, but that's a good spell. Pretty good. 
I, I think, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I think Curse of Cowardly Flight is insanely powerful. Force them to take a panic test? Yeah. Making people roll dice. Oh, yeah. It's never, it's never a bad but thing. But here's the thing. If it fails, it gives ground. Mm-hmm. So it's just moving a couple of inches. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's not too bad. Um, but yeah, mostly fire. Demonology looks like the picture is a warrior of chaos in here. Um, they've got a couple of cool ones. Demonic Vessel, I like. Cast on, on yourself uh, on a 10. The caster... I, I, I think Curse of Cowardly Flight has oh. two things. Mm-hmm. So okay. I think the target unit must make a panic test. Okay. If the that's, target that's unit... Part pa- of it. Oh, if they... If there's someone who can automatically pass it, they still yeah. have to take the test. And should yeah. they... Oh! Yeah. So you... Oh, so only if you don't have to take a panic test would you give right. ground. Mm-hmm. Aha! So a regular unit would panic and flee. Yeah. But, it, but if you normally p- automatically pass panic test, yeah. you got to still take it. And if you fail, you give ground. Interesting. Good. I yeah. didn't. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch yeah. that. That's why I picked that one out. I was like, oof, that's really good. That is good. Uh, demonology. A demonic vessel, like I said, cast on t- until the end of the turn, the caster, the mount, and any unit they join gain a plus one modifier to their strength and attacks and improve their AP by one. I put my character in a unit. I cast mm-hmm. this spell. We are at plus one strength, plus one attack, and plus one AP. That's, yeah. that's I mean, really good. That's really good. Yeah. Oh, we should, did we talk about casting magic before? Do, yeah, I we think did. we did. I think we did yeah. another thing. So yeah, roll two dice, add your wizard level. Add your wizard level. So there's the thing. So it's, it's These are much higher values for the spells, but a level four wizard only needs to roll like a five on most of these, sometimes yeah. a four, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the other one that I thought was good? But oh. they're, I think I bet you they're going to be really expensive level four wizards. Yeah, mm. uh, gathering darkness is is another cool thing too. So until my next start of turn, they take uh, the unit target enemy because it's a hex minus two to initiative, minus two to leadership, and cannot use inspiring presence. So their initiative is down by two to a minimum of one. Their leadership is down by two to a minimum of two. And you can't use your... So you're stuck with it. That's stuck with your base leadership. You're really good. Base leadership minus two. Mm -hmm. On a 2d6, I mean, eight leadership is really good. But anyone who's under that is really in trouble at that minus two. So I thought that was pretty cool. That is a good one. Uh, Dark magic. You got any in here you really like? Um... I was I was like Infernal Gateway is cool just because it's cool. Yeah, I like <laughs> Word of Pain and I liked Battle Lust. Mm-hmm. Another one minus one strength and toughness, and you can and they do say because yeah. you normally can't you normally can't cast a spell into combat, but this one you, can. one you can. They say yeah. when you can. Minus Battle one Lust strength just gives somebody frenzy and hatred is awesome. Yeah, frenzy and hatred all enemies. Mm-hmm. So I cast this and I get to reroll all. It doesn't matter who it is. I'm I I am rerolling hits and frenzy. What doesn't frenzy give you another bonus? What does it give you an extra attack plus or something attack, like that? Yeah, plus so one attack. Yeah. So I get plus one attack and I'm rerolling failed hits. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, elementalism. This oh, but the dark magic one. It's got like a. It looks like it's got a beast man on it. So I'm just the, saying. Which the, one? The dark, dark magic. Dark, dark magic. Yeah, that's, that's Morgur, right? Yeah. So I'm just assuming that, that, that maybe this spell isn't. I mean, this lore isn't exclusively to this race, but these are the examples. Yeah. Elementalism has wood elves, 
Yeah. Um, the signature spell, the storm call, it goes on a seven. Uh, target as a hex. Enemy is minus one movement and initiative. If this spell is cast, the effects of any other hex previously cast immediately expire. On the cast on that unit. So some of these, this I saw this popping up. So if I want to cast more than one hex on the same unit, mm-hmm. if, oh. so I I would have to cast this one first. Yeah. Because then I then I could cast a hex that doesn't say that. Sort of like plague of oh see, but plague of rust may be cast into combat. Okay, so till the start of your next turn, target says minus two armor value. So I could cast the storm call, minus one movement initiative, and there's no other hex on it, so it doesn't expire. Mm-hmm. Then I could cast Plague of Rust on them, and they're both on them because the the storm call only if if there's a hex on you already when I cast it, it goes away. So you, you, some of these hexes, you've got to watch if you're going to cast more than one spell, the order you're casting them in. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. That's weird. Plague of Rust is awesome. Like I said, minus two armor value. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. I mean, it just... All of you, your guys with your super four up plate armor and stuff, but your guys with your five or six, they drop down to the seven. Yeah, yeah what, we're, what we were saying before with armor meaning a lot more in this game, you just take away someone's armor. That's a big deal. Yeah, and I liked Wind Blast as well. D3 plus three, strength five hits, AP one, and then you give ground because the, yeah. the wind hurts some of your guys and then pushes you back two inches. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um,. High magic. Yeah. It, this is the elves. Uh, drain magic signature spell is flipping awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Remains in play. I cast it on myself. Okay. Yeah. But it's a hex. It doesn't hurt me. Enemy wizards within 24 inches of me after I cast it are minus two to cast. That's just crazy. Because I am literally such a good magician or wizard, that I am sucking the winds of magic so hard out of the air and yep. pulling them, pulling them together that you can't grab onto them to cast a spell properly. Yeah. That's awesome. That yeah. might be my favorite thing. Harrison's like, so they're creating the vortex, except yeah, around themselves? Much. I'm like, yep. Yeah, it's Shield of Safaris. Yep, that was the other one I had. Read it's that really one. Really good. Uh, until the end of this turn, target-friendly unit gains five of ward against any wounds suffered. Other enchantments expire. So yeah. if you cast Shield of Safri and you want to give them something else, you have to cast that one first. Right. Um, I love how this becomes a little game of what to cast and what to play because everyone can try to dispel. Because there's no limit to dispels, is there? Or is there? No. Are, no. That's different. You used to only be able to dispel at your, the number of, of, at your wizarding level. Correct. And you could only cast as many spells as your wizarding level. Yeah. Any spell... That is cast. It gets you get to make a dispel attempt. Yep. Uh, and once per turn, you can do it without a wizard. Yes. All right. So what's next? The illusion, and this also looks like a wood elf. Mm-hmm. All right. So what do we got here? Column of crystal. <laughs> this is their remains in play. They get the five inch template for their vortex. I like yeah. the vortexes. I really do. Or vortices. <laughs> They put the five-inch template down so the central hole is within nine inches of the caster. Whilst in play, whilst in play, it doesn't move and is treated as impassable terrain, and you can't draw a line of sight. That's cool. So I got your guy. Boom! Drop it right in front of me. First yep. of all, you have to charge around it, yeah. and you can't see me anymore. Yeah. In any game where 
movement is as critical as this one, that's a big deal. And then there's Mind Razor. Yeah. Not, not nearly as cool as it was, no. I don't think. No. No. Uh, it goes off on a seven. It's a magic missile. Uh, yeah. Take a leadership test. If you pass it, D3, strength three hits. If you fail it, D3 plus three strength four hits with AP minus three. Ouch. Failing the leadership test does make this, and it fits to the name. It's a there there. It's a it's a mental attack. It's illusion. So it's attacking yeah. your mental attack. If it, I pass it, it hurts. But I kept together. Yeah, it used to make you fight with the strength equal to your leadership. <laughs> yes, which was dumb. Oh, that was so dumb. God. Uh. Uh. Confounding convocation. I like that one too. This one had a bunch of cool ones. Oh yeah. Um, it, 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 you're, you're stupid. Yeah. Oh, did we talk about the stupidity special rule? Oh, I missed that one in in psychology. I wrote it down and we missed it. Let's go back to it because that's good. I mean, yeah, I mean, basically, you roll every turn against your leadership. Yeah, you have to roll, <laughs> and if you fail, you are suffered from stupidity. Uh, hold on, stupidity. And you stumble forward. All right, so um, unless it's engaged in combat, it it has stupidity. Uh, it takes a test at the tar- start of turn. Test against the leadership. If it's failed, you move in the compulsory move subphase. Straight ahead, cannot declare a march or charge. So, yeah, I mean, that's all it is. It's basically you got to pass a leadership test or you just run forward. Mm-hmm. So dumb. Uh, and throwing stupidity on, on, on if you're playing someone that has low leadership, that's really devastating. Uh, we got two more. We got necromancy. I like necromancy. I like me some necromancy. <laughs> Curse of years is in there. Yes, it is. The dwellers below is in there. They're back, by the way. Did you hear? Are they? Yeah. They, just, they, they started up talking about the old world. They haven't done an uh. episode in like four years. And I say, welcome back. They're totally not safe for work, but I love those guys. <laughs> I was on their show. I am a big fan of theirs. It is nothing like Garage Hammer, but I do enjoy listening to their show. Yeah. Um, they are much less safe for work and much more rowdy. And I just, I, I remember when they were first on, I never missed an episode. I loved them. So, <laughs> um, Dwellers Below is there is uh, a, this one's a weird one. It's called it. It's an assailment spell. Yeah. Put the three inch template so the hole is directly in the center of a unit that you are engaged that the the caster is in combat with. It scatters D three plus one enemy any model whose base lies underneath the final position risks being hit. So this one any model is at risk. So yeah, if you're a partially hit, it's a four plus. Okay, but. Um, it says any. This is where I get confused. Any enemy model whose base lies underneath the template risks being hit, as described on page ninety-five. Yeah. Oh, so it's the same rules. So yes, test the template rule. So it's not. It's not partial. It's not a. It's not a four up for everybody. No. And they take. If you're, if you're, if you're completely under it, you're hit. Okay. If you're partially under it, four, four plus. plus. And they take a, a a single strength three hit. No uh-huh. AP. It's not. I mean, it, it does. It, there's a lot of hits, but it's not a lot of. Not a lot of damage. No. Deathly Cabal's kind of good. Uh, the caster and the unit they join have a six-up ward by non-magical attacks. In addition, you gain fear. And if you already have fear, you know you have terror. Oof. That's really good. Yeah. And then Spectral Steed remains in play. 
Uh, you can target an infantry character. It has to be a friendly character whose troop type is infantry. While this spell is in play, friendly target character is ethereal and can fly te- uh, fly 10. So a 10-inch flying can only be hurt by magical attacks. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. And f- last of the spell lures, but certainly not least. Wow, wow magic. Um, okay, first of all, oh, all these spells are good. Every yeah. one of them is good. There's not a good one. You got the fist of Gork, the foot of Gork, the hand of Mork. They're all good. Their magical vortex is a five-inch magical vortex. (laughs) Put it within 15 inches. It moves 2d6 in a random direction. Any unit the template touches suffers d3 plus 3 strength 5 AP 1 hits. And it's huge. So it's going to hit a lot of things. Yeah, Um, hand of Gork's not as Hand of Mork or Gork. It should be cooler, but it's... It's not as good as it was. No. Uh, But all all of the conveyance spells seem to be... It's not like you're grabbing them and moving them very far. Well, and sometimes it's it's not even usually a unit. Oh, sometimes it's just a character or yourself. Just a character. Yep. Yeah, which I guess is good. I mean, did... Yep. I I mean, whipping units around is... You've got one that you cast on yourself and that every unit within the command range re-rolls hit rolls, natural hit rolls of one and gets an extra AP of one. That's great. Um, Vindictive Glare, you take a strength seven hit with multiple wounds, D3, no armor saves, and you can target a unit engaged in combat. That's not bad. That's really good. Yeah. Um... Bad Moon Rising until the next turn. Target units minus D3 to their weapon skill and initiative. Like, these are all good. Yeah. The Wasp spells, every, anyone you get is worth getting. Yeah. Ugh. All right, so let's talk magic items, and we're not going to talk every magic Oof. item. We're going to explain magic <laughs> items and be done, okay? <laughs> yeah. And now yeah. we're wrapping up. All right, so using magic items. You can buy them. Okay, and there's types. They have magic weapons, armor, talismans, standards, enchanted items, arcane items. Okay, so limited and unique, okay? Um, To represent this, only one of each magic item can be included in your army, and a model can only get one magic item from every category. So you can't buy, if you have a bunch of points you can spend on magic items, you can't buy three different magic weapons. Yeah. You get one of any type. And I think we're... And one per army. Are we are we limited by points by what people can take what? Like champions are limited and heroes are limited yes. and lords are limited. You can buy so many points of magical items. Yeah. If you choose. So you're limited by how many points you want to spend on that character doing that stuff. Named characters can carry two or more items from a single category because they're named characters. And they can they can they can buy magic items, I- which yeah. How does that? Famous and powerful individuals from Warhammer World. Name characters can ha- have access to the finest equipment. A name character may carry two or more items from a single category. They may not even have it on the list that they're able to buy it, but they just might naturally have two. Like Teclas has the his sword and his staff. Yeah, the moon staff and the sword of Teclas. So yeah, so that would be two different magical weapons, I would guess, or something like that. So maybe that's yeah. what it means. I guess because I, I mean, I haven't. I guess I just don't. We're know so how used to care, named characters not being able to get. By not being able to take anything, 
Right. Maybe they can't. It depends on what the what the and I don't, I haven't looked at the war scrolls yet. So yeah, I haven't either. You know, but uh, who knows? But that's the rule. They can have more than one. Now, if the if the if the magic item has an asterisk next to it, that's a common magic item. Because there are, because you can go into yeah, you can go into any wizard's den and buy fifty dispel scrolls and walk out with them, right? <laughs> yes. So you can you can do that, okay? Uh, if it's if it's got an asterisk, you can get multiples of them. Now, magic weapons. Once again, do you want to run through every weapon? No, I will run through the rules and a couple of cool things, and that's it. Because it's dumb to just read off a bunch of stats. No one's going to remember this. It's not like as I'm unless you are writing down everything I say. In which right. case, stop. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Magic weapons cannot be used alongside an additional hand weapon to get an extra attack. Okay, yeah. so uh, characters that wield a magic weapon can't set it aside to use the mundane weapon. So if you have a magic weapon, it, it has to be chosen. If you have more than one magic weapon, you can choose which one to use. And unless it states otherwise, you have to use it for the entire duration of that combat. If you have more than one magic missile weapon, you must which choose you will use when you are choosing during the shooting. You can shoot only one, mag, you know, one type of magic missile. Other than that, you start going through, and some of this stuff is cool. You know, the Ogre Blade. That's the most expensive magic weapon, okay? Strength plus two, AP two, Armor Bane one. It's magical. They all have listed as magical attacks. Great reason to buy these, even the cheap ones, is you can go after ethereal things. Multiple wounds, D3. You know? Yeah. And it goes through different things like that. There's Duelist Blades, give you extra attacks, and require two hands, because you get an extra attack because you have blades. Uh, the Dragon Slaying Sword, my personal fave, 50 points. <laughs> Magical, it's, it's straight strength, no AP. What is yeah. it? It's Monster, Monster Slayer. Slayer. So if I roll a six to wound and that wound goes through and you can't take, you can only take wards against it, that yeah. magical attack goes through, you're dead, monster. If it's a monster, <laughs> it's dead. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, the Headman's Axe has Killing Blow. So that, you know, that's in there. That's pretty powerful. Yep. Um, and then they just go through. There's a bunch of them. Sword of Might is 20 points. Okay? Strength plus one, AP one, magical. It's just a little boost, but it's got an asterisk next to it. So That's a common one, yeah. And there is a section right before we get into this that says what's in a name. So it says mm-hmm. Sword of Might, and you're supposed to model your characters like they're supposed to look. <laughs> um, it does say that a Sword of Might with a barbarian might look like a giant broadsword, whereas a sword of might to an orc might be some weird choppy, you know, super choppa that they've got. Yeah. Uh, basically, it references the rune fangs over here too, but it doesn't actually have rules for them. No. I assume they're in the, they're going to be in the empire. Maybe. Book. The burning blade. That one's only five points and it's got an asterisk next to it. It's just literally flaming magical attacks. Yeah. No AP, regular strength, but now you get flaming magical attacks, which stops regen saves and for, attacks for, material. Yeah, useful for killing tomb gangs. Oh yeah, magic armor. That stuff you got. You can get a grab an enchanted shield or a charm shield. Five or ten points. They you know, enchanted shield gives you a six up ward. I mean the armor of destinies. It's seventy crazy. points. Yeah, I think that's the most ward. expensive magic item because four up ward. You're gonna see it. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, you're gonna take it four up ward against all wounds, Heck so I yeah. get my my save and my yeah. You're gonna put that on your tomb king, so he's got his four ups, he's got his armor, his ward, and his regen. Yeah, the bedazzling helm. 
Bedazzling Helm improves the armor value by one to a maximum of two plus. In addition, any so you can that's you can have armor and a shield. Oh, yeah, so could, if I've got heavy armor, or if I've got plate armor, so I got a four up, and yeah. a shield makes it three. I yeah. can buy the the sixty points for the helmet. <laughs> yeah, and you're minus one to hit me. That's really good. So it's plus one to my armor save, and you minus one to hit. That's why it's sixty points. That's probably too good. Uh for sixty points, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, but bedazzling helm, talisman of protection. That's the that's that's the loadout. Talisman of protection gives you a five up ward. Yeah, and then uh, then the burning blade, so you can kill ethereal stuff. That's the loadout for a lord, I think. There you go. Uh, yeah. Talismans, you know, um, the Dawnstone reroll armor saves of one. Eh. That's, dude. When you're rolling a bucket, it sa- saves. Yeah. You know, you're fighting against in the challenge and stuff. I don't know. I think it's cool. Uh, Obsidian lodestone magic resistance one, and okay. You can purchase up to three of these. <laughs> They're magic resistance one, cumulative, 20 points apiece. So you can have oh, magic remember, resistance three. These. For yeah, 60 points, this. you could have magic resistance yes. three. Yes. 60 points. Magic resistance three. So you're minus three to cast. On, yeah. And, and with, with half of these spells being eights and nines, that's going to take away, basically, most wizards, it's going to take away their bonus. Mm-hmm. Maybe more, maybe equal, but yeah. So that's magic standards. Oh, look, you get stubborn for 50 points. Didn't stubborn kind of suck? It wasn't great. I just remember it not being all that good. It's stubborn before. It was amazing. Right. But not, it's not so great anymore. What was it again? Hold on. I got it's it right like you, here. It's you, like you can choose. Oh, the first time you your, can make a break check. time you fail, you can choose to fall back in good order. 50 points for that? Yes. It seems it, it uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh Razor Standard Armor Bane 2. Mm. Oh, what if you uh, and Armor Bane can be cumulative. So if the weapon you have as Armor Bane and the standard have as Armor Bane, sixes to yeah. wound becomes stupid. Yeah. Um yeah. rerolling your charge roll for the rampaging banner, blazing mm. Oh, the blazing banner is going to show up I think a lot. Yeah. 25 War points. Or banner will be the most common. Sure, plus one to combat. Yeah, you put that on your battle standard bearer. Mm-hmm. Um, but the blazing banner gives you flaming attacks for the whole unit. Yeah, I think you'll see yeah. that a bunch. Mm-hmm. What other things? Enchanted items. The wizard hat. Oh, why? <laughs> I don't. Know. I hate the wizard hat. <laughs> yeah. So the wizard has forty-five points. Uh, you're a level one wizard, and you know a random spell from any lore of magic. However, you're also stupid. Yeah, that's the that's what the crown of Nagash was. Remember? Yep. So dumb. I assume that's what they're trying to portray mm-hmm. here. Uh, flying carpet. Models whose troop type is regular oh. infantry or heavy infantry only. The bearer of the flying carpet gains fly eight and swift stride. However, you can't join a unit. <sighs> flying carpet was always pretty cool. Oh yeah. Uh, healing potion. It's and that's got a, a asterisk next to it. 35 points, single use, heal D3 wounds. Sure. Uh, what else? Potion of speed is you can... T- okay, strength, toughness, speed, and foolhardiness are all things that you can take multiples of. Yeah. They're all but- single use, and they all change things up. Where's the dispel scroll? Um, 
Arcane items. Feedback scroll, Wanda Jet Lore, Familiar, Earthing Rod, Arcane. Dispel scroll, 20 points, single use. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's not an automatic dispel anymore. It's no. just an extra D6 to your roll. That's crazy. And you discard the lowest result. Yeah. Oh, so you roll an extra D6 and, dis- and discard the lowest. So it's not even... Three. Yeah. You roll three dice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and guess what? That's pretty much everything. Now we're under the quick reference chart, and I don't care. We already talked about it. We don't need to reference it again. Yeah, so this is uh, kind of like... And then the best part about this book, the index. You're yep. going to need it. You're going to need it. <laughs> And the map. Yep. Map is map is way cool. Uh, right. All right. So that's that's the book. Yay! And I know at the end it was like, ugh, we're kind of flipping and just t- saying things. And I'm not trying to be dismissive. I just don't think there's a real point if we're t- if we're trying to talk. We talked the lore. We talked basic rules. Mm-hmm. We talked the advanced rules. We're just trying to show you how cool the game is and the things you can do. Mm-hmm. I I think going through twenty hand weapons. <laughs> or 20 weapons, and we, yeah. oh, this is strength plus two. This is AP two. The, I mean, we did that on some of it, but like I said, who cares? You're not, un- unless there's something that stands out, they're like, holy crap, you got to take this. Mm. Unless there's that, like, who cares? Well, I, I mean, like, my, go my, look. Yeah, I mean, my big takeaway is that things are different than they used to be. And I think the and game awesome. is, I think the game is a little bit toned down as far as. How deadly it is! That 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 was my big takeaway. Like your units are going to mean more. Your the models you have on the table are going to mean more because the game's a little bit less deadly, which I think right. is awesome. Which I think is awesome. Yeah. Um, to... I mean, like ar- like armor. You're going to get more armor saves because mm-hmm. strength doesn't affect armor penetration anymore. Which I think is that that's a Big fundamental change in how the game works. Um, I, I still, I still, I don't know that you're right about that, but we'll see mm-hmm. how it turns out. Yeah, I, there's so many things have AP, and that just goes forever anyway. So sure, it might be, it might not be. I don't know, yeah, but yeah. I see, I see what you're saying. I see your point, especially if you yeah. have a lot of core basic mm-hmm. infantry. A mm-hmm. lot of those guys are going to have basic weapons, but then yeah. a lot of those guys can upgrade. So if you want to pay yeah. for it. You got it. Well, so I think that's I think that's 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 always been the yeah. Do you want to do you want to be a little well, more elite and, and be able to chop through everything? Well, that's always been the root of this game, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is like, like, like this is a game based on massed ranks, you know, combat troops. Like you know, you're playing Empire. You're probably most of your guys are probably going to be swordsmen, halberdiers, handgunners. That uh-huh. kind of stuff. You're playing Skaven. Most of your dudes are just going to be clan rats with spears or hand weapons. You're sure you'll have Stormermen. They'll have a halberd. They'll have, you know, they'll have a AP one weapon. But most of your stuff is not, you know. So I just think that I don't. I don't know. I, I, I think, think it, look, this is a great rule set. It's a great yeah, rule set. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a great game. I'm excited to play it. Um, yeah. I, and I was—I honestly felt I was out. Like I thought, yeah. like I'll give it a try, but I don't think yeah. I really. Now I'm looking at this, going, 
with a rule set this good, there's something mm. might something might get bumped. Yeah, I, oh, I think so, like, yeah, I think fall back in good order mm-hmm. and, and uh, the give ground rules are fantastic. Yeah, no, there's a, they. It's, it's everything fear about not, this game is good. Yeah, it really fear is. like fear is not. As you know, bad, as, as bad. Terror is pretty bad. Okay, here's what happened. You got the guys, like I said, and a lot of the guys who wrote this worked on Lord of the Rings, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got these guys who love fantasy, wrote mm-hmm. a great rule set with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and this is this is like their Snyder cut. They were given a chance to go through all these different rules. Yeah, take all the stuff that was awesome about fantasy and put it together, yeah, and take all took- the stuff that upset us about fantasy and limit it. And they yeah. did, and that's exactly what they did. And they yeah. did it. Very well. Yeah, it's it's basically it really is. It's fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth edition. The bet the best of those editions is here. And and plus some stuff from Lord of the Rings. It's just plus some, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so. I like I said. I really want to play. In fact, I'll tell you what. Um, mm-hmm. I posted about some of this and uh, Joe Flesh, who used to do the Walkcast and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So he f- commented on the Facebook page and he's like excited about it. And he and he's like he's like I'm in the same boat as you, Dave. I sold almost all my armies. He's got an empire army left, but uh-huh. everything else was sold. And dude pops up, another dude pops up, and he's like, "Uh, keep and like the guy who has his army sends him a picture. Like he knows who he sold his <laughs> army to." <laughs> yeah, I wish I knew who I sold, who bought my army off of eBay, because I would contact them and be try yeah. to get it back. You don't have your. Uh... I profile saved. You look, look back and see. No, but I, I don't remember. Like it was years ago. You yeah, know, I think they wiped that info out. After yeah, a while. it's been a while. So I'm mm-hmm. just I'm out of luck. But um, might have to make a new one. That's the book, and this is going to be another two and a half hour show on top of our two and a half hour show on the other one, and our two and a half hour show. So this is about seven and a half hours, mm. and we've covered the book. We hope you enjoy it because uh, <laughs> I'm burning out right now. I got to be oh, honest man. with you. Dave, how long did we play Warhammer Fantasy? This is a, it's a fitting tribute. I played I for 10 years. And, right. And this is better that, honestly, that was one of the other things. Is I, don't, I didn't want to go backwards. Like I've, I know a lot of mm. people who are still playing 8th, and I look at 8th with the big pendulum swingy magic. Yeah. Where you roll to see how many dice you got to cast magic. And uh-huh. if you got a 12, it was great. And if you got a 2, you're just out of luck. And everything uh-huh. was so swingy. And you had it to. It was really swingy. And you needed. I mean, I had units of 50s and 60 models. It yeah. was bananas. But honestly, and it was. I, I like, but it was so much work. And it's like, was it fun? Right. Yeah, I had a blast playing it. Mm-hmm. Was the game but, that good and that balanced? It was not balanced, <laughs> at least, and but it was good. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was, was good, but it was not balanced. But at I know all. some people who loved seventh a lot better than eighth because of some of the changes. I was sort of in the mm-hmm. middle. I liked mm-hmm. both of them for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But if you say to me, "Do you want, you want to go back and play a game of eighth? I said, "No, no, thank you." I had fun with it, but that's over. And yeah. with this coming out and it being, I'm like, eh, uh, and I'm it. I like I, I, all the stuff from eighth that I hated is gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The stuff I hated from eighth is gone. Now I've yeah. got cool things, and uh-huh. on top of all of that, like they, they like they're just putting out now. You know, the models aren't as bad as you remember them. We've done some work to them. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Well, because honestly, 
it's it's hard to go back. And all the slap choppy contrast paint, you go paint a Bretonian knight's uh, horse with all with the you know with the cloth uh, hanging over him. You yeah. go hit that with contrast paint and see how that works. It's such a big flat surface. Like mm-hmm. you got to paint again. Like you got to go paint old school ways to get this stuff done. I mean, you could come in and dry brushy stuff up and things. Yeah, but yeah, here's the, the article on. The Art of Remastering Classic Miniatures. Yeah, right? go check it yeah. out. It's cool. But uh, I want to wrap up because I'm freaking yeah. tired. Okay? Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I want to shut up because there's Harrison. I was trying to get his stuff done over here too, and I'm being loud. So, <laughs> folks, uh, we will be back with episode 330 uh, soon. And it's – so we're doing we're doing uh, Tomb Kings and – uh, Ravening Hordes, right? So we're going to cover those four armies with the look at the Tomb Kings book. That's our next part. Yep. Yes, yep. are we agreeing? Yep. And then uh, for uh, the part B of that will be Bretonians and the Forces of Fantasy. And then we'll have done everything that's basically out to this point, to my knowledge. That's amazing. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> and, and, and yeah. there's still all the other armies, the ones that they said you're going to be able to play, but they're not going to put them into tournaments and not the, the legacy armies. Like eventually yeah. that's going to come. We're going to cover that. But uh-huh. I think five episodes in January, I think that's a record. If we do two more, that's a record of episodes done in January, first of all. Okay. That's uh, just uh, it's so much. That's so crazy. And then we got to jump right back into February and get other stuff done. Um, and hopefully we'll have uh, some more regular AOS stuff to do. Um, but so let's wrap this uh, folks once again thanks for listening also if you are thinking of helping out for my birthday fundraiser to raise funds for Wargaming Club that is send uh, your donations to through uh, the PayPal friends and family please uh, send it to garagehammeratlive.com put in episode 332 which is the birthday episode when I will be thanking all the people who donated uh, letting people know what's getting sent uh, exactly, you know, what they're getting. They should know already. But then there's going to be extra bonus thank yous and things like that that, uh, that I'm throwing out there at the end. Um, $10 gets you uh, objective markers and uh, combat gauges. $20 gets you the first thing plus three of the models I have. Uh, and $50 gets you the first two plus another seven models. And if you do higher than that, it just can. It repeats through the cycle. Thank you. A lot of people have donated so far. I'm going to have a lot of thank yous to give out on my birthday. You guys are awesome. We are going to get them some real gaming tables, uh, fold-up gaming table that we can take out that they can actually play on so they're get not... Get some mats, too? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to get some mats and because something that we can fold up and put away that's that's not a big... Because it's, it's, it's in my classroom. I have to have a place yeah. to store this stuff. So yeah. we're trying to get them some of that stuff and get them some more... Um, those white foldable tables are good. They're for not that. bad, yeah. But we're gonna mm-hmm. get them that and get them some other stuff. Uh, they're excited. Uh, I'm excited. So thanks for helping out there. Uh, once again, thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to the Patreon patrons. Thanks to everybody who is still listening after seven and a half hours of this stupidity. <laughs> um, Chris, <laughs> I don't know, man. This is like my favorite thing to talk about. So. Oh, I love it. I'm not saying I it's don't. A, I'm saying not a, it's not a chore for but me. When we I'm tired though. This is a lot of recording. And then I got to edit this stuff and put it together. And despite the fact that we joke that I don't edit and I don't edit a ton, 
I still have to go through and make sure it's all the sound is right. That's put in the mm-hmm. commercials. That it still takes me time to get these yeah. out. Uh, so yeah. five episodes in a month is a lot of my time. So mm-hmm. I love it, but I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I want to start doing some Garage Gamers, because if we're going to talk about Legions Imperialis, or even if we continue to play the old world, that would be Garage Gamer episodes. That would not be a regular Garage Hammer episodes. Those would be Garage Gamer bonus episodes. You get those dang Tyranids painted. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I got other stuff to do. Right now, I'm not worried about 40K. 40K is taking a backseat to Legions Imperialis, because I'm getting that painted. I've got almost all of the... And I've got the base set plus an extra set of the Astartes infantry. And I've got them almost all the armor done. Look at that. That's a big old Blood Angels tank. Yeah, man. Uh, almost done. Mine are so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so cool. All right, folks. Until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful, no, no despair, except in failure. Or to go.